You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Phantomaniacs, and welcome to a very special presentation of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and today we are talking about Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. It is Christmas Eve. I am sitting beside my lit tree. There are cookies for Santa, carrots for the reindeer, and milk for also for Santa. I probably didn't do that as eloquently as I could have. That's because I'm going a little bit nuts because we've got a adorable baby puppy who you might hear. Oh, I think you do hear that sitting in a little box beside me because everybody is upstairs uh, nestled snug in their beds. And I am trying to get this podcast done, wrapped up, and little baby Luna is down here with me squeaking away. Uh, so now I've picked her up into my lap, and she has tucked her arm into my armpit, which hopefully will knock her out, because it's been a long, sweaty day, full of Christmas Eve joy. Uh, we were at my wife's parents uh, with her family. My family's up in North Carolina, uh, so we have to bid them dis- long-distance Christmas wishes. Uh, as I will be bidding all of you right now, I hope that you are... If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas day, uh, if you're listening to this the day it was posted. And if you are listening to it sometime in the far-flung future, perhaps even when Episode 8 has already come out in May of 2017, then I hope uh, your Christmases since have been joyous. And uh, I hope nobody's blown up the planet yet uh, for those future people. Luna hopes the same. So, uh, we're going to get right into it. Because really, that's all. That's all I've got. I want everybody to have wonderful holidays, whatever you may celebrate. Go into this new year with hopes of being happier, being better, being good to people, having people be good to you. Let's just everybody be cool. I think if everybody could be cool to one another, let's all be friends and uh, try to have some tolerance. Let's just all have fun. I don't want to get. I don't want to get off on too much of a hippie tangent here, but, you know, it's Christmas Eve, it's 9.55 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm just feeling pretty good right now. I've got a warm puppy in my lap. Santa should be arriving any minute now, and, uh, you know, things are good. I just want everybody to be cool. So, Merry Christmas to you all, and today's episode is Seven Nerds talking about episode seven i think you're going to enjoy it we had a, an amazing conversation 
But before we get to that, uh, I want to give you a little music, music from years ago uh, when the special editions were released into theaters. Some buddies of mine formed a band called Grand Moff Tarkin, and they made some awesome Star Wars music. They received a cease and desist letter from Lucasfilm, uh, but then things got sorted out, and they did not have to desist. But eventually they did just because uh, it's a lot of production work to put on a great Star Wars show. Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, if you want to go back and listen to the Jim Stacy episode of the Needless Things podcast, we talk about it there. But these guys dressed up in full Star Wars gear long before there were instruction books on how to make Darth Vader costumes. These guys did it from scratch. And, oh, Luna! Luna, you're so sad because not enough people are spreading the word about needless things, are they? Oh, oh, Luna, don't try to eat the microphone. That's no good. We can't afford to replace another microphone. But guess what, Luna? Luna, Luna, guess what? If they go on iTunes and Stitcher and they share the Needless Things podcast, then it'll be a happy... Oh, bless you. It'll be a happy holiday season for everyone, won't it? That's right. It will. So happy holidays from Phantom Troublemaker. Merry Christmas from new puppy Luna. And uh, here is Grand Moff Tarkin with an incredible song called My Tie. Sean. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. 
This is a voice everybody knows well and will know even better after this is over, I'm sure. I don't know. Apparently I'm going to have to compete with Chad. You and Chad, this is going to be pretty amazing. I might have to get you guys actual lightsabers. <laughs> and we'll go out in the backyard. In my notes it says, let other people talk. <laughs> And, uh, of course, I didn't make notes. Uh, Mr. Chad Shonk, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. Not ba- not only back on the show, but back in the Phantom Zone, yep. live and in person. It is Absolutely. good to see you. Uh, and I appreciate the restraint you are already employing in this discussion. I can see it. I'm letting you host. I, I <laughs> and I appreciate that as well. Uh, Noel from Dork Droppings is back. Uh Back live again. You were two just in a row. One, I know this is kind of crazy. Uh, welcome back. Was it just last week we were here? Was it a week ago today. It seems no, like an eternity. Right? Ago. I feel like a month has gone by. You did, you so much has happened. Uh, it has. So much has happened. Uh, Arian, welcome back to the show. Glad to have you here for this one. And this is interesting because uh, this is this is an unusual thing. Uh, to have you talking about to me because generally big pop culture phenomenon is not something you enthusiastically dive into. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like things. <laughs> <laughs> so much with so few words. Uh, Jason, yeah. welcome back. Thank you. Good to have you back again. And finally, uh, for the first time live uh, here in Georgia in the Phantom Zone, Mr. Gary Mitchell. Yes. Welcome to the show again. I'm and overwhelmed to the already. For the just, first time. I'm overwhelmed already. Just this room. It's nonsense, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I want to take everything to my car. <laughs> just back in the car. Wall. Probably isn't big enough. Probably no. not. I'll All right. We're going to dive right into this thing because this is going to take a while, regardless of how we handle it. Uh, I want to go around and everybody drop your favorite moment from the movie, and we'll we'll do a little bit of discussion about it. But we'll start with Noel. What was the moment where something clicked for you? Oh wow! Well, I mean, it clicked early on, but I think as far as the ones that really got me the most. Obviously, the big death scene. Um, you know, that was... You can the, say it, we're all grown up. Yeah, okay. So, yes, Han Solo being killed at the hands of his own son. The way that the the lighting was framed, the way that everything, all the characters were in position for that that scene was the best thing in that movie. To the me. hand on the face. Yeah. It just everything, everything about it was so perfectly done. Um... There's a couple other moments that really, really stood out too, and I'll let other people get to, you know, I don't want to yeah, say yeah, them all. Yeah, we'll go around. But that's obviously, and I figured, thanks for going to me first, because I know someone else would have said this if I hadn't already, <laughs> and I didn't want to be a copycat. <laughs> Somebody else just went, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the way they um, it, that it was a struggle, obvious struggle for the kids until the light went out. Right. Yes. Well, and there's well, a, a comment that Poe said earlier, you know, it was like, we have until, you know, until sundown. To get this taken care of, and then you know, as the lights go down, yeah. then the thing that you kind of knew was going to happen, but maybe oh, we're thinking you don't want it to happen. Yeah. Signed onto the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I thought was actually brilliant about it was the idea that Kylo was afraid of being seduced by the light. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I, that was a great I hope 
that we'll have some follow up because we don't, you know, we know nothing about Snoke at this point. We don't know who he is. We don't know what he's right. doing. We, we don't know, know how. Use the tradition of terrible Star Wars names. <laughs> <laughs> as Snoke and, and Hux. As we know that he kind of looks like Gollum and he's voiced by Gollum. Well, we know I hope he's only a meter tall. Yeah, we know he's got hologram. Exactly what I hope. We know that his hologram looks like that. Yeah. Well, he's got to be that small because his hologram's so huge. Well, the Emperor was also presented that way. Clearly, he's compensating. Yes. But we don't know his background and we don't know who he is, you know, who he is yeah. to, who he is to be training this guy with this cool but shitty lightsaber like it's a makeshift lightsaber it looks yeah, yeah, well no, like some some, some people shit. have theorized that like it's sort of out of control Mike, because Mike. he's out of control yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so he's it's not that it's it's not that it's crap well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not that it's crap it's that he's He's everything Anakin people. should have been. Yeah, yeah. No, he yes. is. He yes. is. At first, I didn't really like him, but then I realized, like, the reason I don't like him is because he's a whiny child, and I don't like whiny children. But he's a believable whiny child, acted by someone who could act, reading from a script that was written by someone that wasn't George Lucas, so it's better. So, I, I've seen the movie twice, and after my second viewing, I was like, you know what? Kylo Ren is believable, is like for what what he's trying to present. Well, he sorry, has, I'm sorry, his name is Ben. So you can you can see Anakin and uh, or you can see Hayden Christensen and Mark Hamill in him. No, for sure, but yeah. not the annoying portions, but just that that emotion and that desire to have a direction and to figure out life. Uh, I, my big question is: Does he know that Vader turned back to the light? Because the big thing he had, you know, the, with the with the, the head of Vader, right, is I want to be strong like you. It's like you know he turned. Well, yeah. <laughs> does, he, that. does he know the story behind that melted well, Durasteel? Well, which he doesn't want to be like Anakin. Well, does he, he care? Like, right. yeah, yeah, he may be so obsessed with Vader that he looks at the turn as Anakin's betrayal. And maybe that's and, why and then, he's so afraid of being right. seduced by the light. I like to point out we're already off your bullet points. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. We're, already, so we're already off the structure. Chad, yet. thank you for establish. keeping us on track. <laughs> Arian, what was your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment, it's, it's a little thing, but when uh, after uh, Ray and Finn escape, and they get pulled in onto Han and Chewie's freighter. Uh, and then Han and Chewie's freighter gets boarded by the two uh, thug parties. It, I, when I knew Han Solo was back is when he's talking to both of those guys. He's like, have I ever let you down? And like, they're immediately, one of them's like, twice. yes. And the other one's like, yes, twice and back. And he's like, when was the second time? <laughs> it's, it's just such a little thing. But like, every... like. The movie would have been... It still would have been good because the new cast is all great, but Harrison Ford was fucking phenomenal. As he, yeah. he was just... He, he, nailed, he nailed every scene he was in. He was actually Han Solo as opposed to... Crystal yeah, Skull. As opposed to Crystal yeah. Skull where he was not in the edge. Yeah. He, well, he was the spine of the movie. Uh, the movie, yeah. well, the movie was not about him... But he was, uh, he, he was, was the Obi Wan of the Obi-Wan. movie. But he had a much larger role. Yeah, he was Qui Gon slash Obi Wan, which right. is why he had to die. Which yeah. is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we will we'll keep going and then maybe come back around to some points as the conversation has us. Uh, Gary, what was your favorite moment? Oh, it's so hard to pick, and like I had, I've already seen it twice as well. 
And but it, it's it, it's a toss up. Either the moment that it grabbed me that it was Star Wars is the the raid on the, the that's on a the different bullet point, Gary. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it's either when she he grabs her hand for the third time, she's like, "Stop grabbing my hand." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's when the the Falcon was getting. Uh, taken back by Han and Chewie and he puts his hand on her head and she's trying to look out the window. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, Sean. My favorite moment has changed a thousand times but then I'll probably end up settling on this one because I tend to filter everything through uh, Arthurian legends. When uh, Rey calls the saber out of the snow Mm. It dawned on me last night that that is absolutely the Sword of the Stone or the Lady of the Lake moment, Mm. where she becomes the Chosen. And Mm. the final scene was my favorite, because it just really evoked, like, English countryside, you know, Luke standing there like King Arthur, you know, as I felt through it. And I was like, oh my god, this is, if the last one was a Western, this one is an Arthurian legend. But then, as I kept going down that track, it was that scene, it was like, oh, yeah, she pulls the saber out, yeah. and at that point... That's when she becomes the hero? Right. She yeah. is the chosen one at that point, and it's like, oh, shit. See, this is why I have you people over. We are we are enemies, because that was going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dirty thief. <laughs> that moment is when she closes her eyes and embraces the Force. When he says to her, you need it, I can teach you the ways of the Force. And she closes her eyes in that John Williams music. I'm changing my answer. He's retconning his own answer. Yeah. Uh, Jason. It's a, my answer is special edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine would have to be when Poe is first captured by the stormtroopers after he gets the map. And he's captured, sat down right there in front of uh, Kylo Ren and goes, so how's this go? I talk, you talk. Uh, I mean, I really can't yeah. hear. Under, you know, that was my backup. Out soloed Han Solo, essentially. Right. Yes. right. Yes. Yes. My, yes. Everything you need to know in one line. My plan has backfired. My intention was to let you go last so you would have first more time. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, will, I just uh, think I was let him go last so everybody else would take what he was going to say. My that's what happened. I, um, I've i seen it twice now, and I wanted to see it in 2D the second time, but uh, it didn't work out because the 2D shows were all sold out, and there were plenty of tickets for 3D shows, which I think is pretty telling. Yeah. But the 3D, I, who here saw it in 3D? I saw it, I saw I've, saw seen it in, I've seen I saw it in both. 2D and 3D. Yeah. It. It's good in 3D. But when I was done watching it in 3D, I have the same reaction every time I see a movie in 3D. That was cool. It's not worth the headache I have now. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Yeah, I don't. Like IMAX 3D. I, I haven't yeah, had issues with 3D. 3D. I think the 3D didn't bother me. Uh, it wasn't overwhelming. It, yeah, it, it wasn't overwhelming. The only thing that was overwhelming fun. was when the like new start like uh, Star Destroyer was coming. Like there was one where it was like, really yeah. in the, it was really in the foreground. Like, it was in like right the theater. Yeah, there were a couple yeah. things where I actually thought it enhanced it, and I don't not, not usually a fan of three D. Yeah, yeah. yeah anytime there was like fire and there was a little yeah, bit of, there's yeah, like particulate matter. Yeah, yeah. that actually that really was really cool. Great. Yeah, and it always got deeper. When uh, Han was confronted by the two gangs in 3D, yeah, yeah. like that's true. Like you could kind of see, and like, oh. see, I'll see anything in 3D the first time because I know I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to be watching it in 2D from now on because right. I'm not buying a 3D television, and you don't want to miss so out. I I, so, so in case you run into an Avatar or something where the 3D is actually worth 
right. or, gra- or gravity. Yeah. Where yeah. the movie's not even that great, but it's worth the experience of seeing mm. the 3D. Yeah. I want to see it in 3D. Yeah. In case for, we get that magic. For me, like, so that happens yeah. so rarely, though. Like, yeah. gravity was definitely a case that. But let's not yeah. get... Well, yeah. yeah. For, for Force Awakens, I wanted to IMAX. For Force Awakens. I wanted to see an IMAX because it was reserved seating, and I'm an old man, and I'm not waiting in line. That's why we went to the theater we went to the yeah. first time, yeah. was the yeah. reserved seating. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 3D, if you have not seen it in 3D, totally worth it. Uh, it's It's very... It enhances it. It's fun. Uh, my favorite moment of the movie, and it's, it's a small one, but I, I cried a lot the first time. Uh, I cried when the crawl started. Uh, I sorry. It was uh, there. There was a lot, and this one got me. And I I don't I still don't quite know why, but good to meet you, Finn. Good to meet you, Poe Dameron. When they're in the Tie Fighter together. Because that even now I'm kind of like, oh, because that was these are your new guys. Yeah, this is it. We're going to be seeing them for the next. We don't know how long. Yeah. These are our new Han and Luke. Like this is that that exchange is going to be in trailers and clips and whatever forever till the day we die. Finn actually yeah. maybe Leia. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I think we already have another Well, and, it's, and it's that, that was really pointing because, like, they had already been having this sort of back and forth banter. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets his name. He's like, he's like, like you need yeah. a pilot. Like, yeah, that was the right thing to do. You need a pilot. I need a pilot. You need a pilot. Yeah. But, like, the, the, the getting of the name, again, just in mythology is such a huge deal. His name is FN 2187, which is Princess Leia's cell number. But I mean, just just getting that name of Finn, like you have been named in this mythology, that sort of brings him, like that's a birth for all intents and purposes. So it is yeah. a. I had well, kind of I think I've been so overwhelmed. Oh no, I was every time. But I was in one, Disney. One I was so like fucking the, the million one things going on. Like I just. Like, I'm going to probably go see it again tonight, and tonight I will probably cry, because I finally had time to sleep and rest and breathe and not just be running a million miles an hour. Part of the reason I had to see it a second time is when the first time was over with, I was in this weird conflicted of, I love it. Do I love it? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't right. have, I had that, not at all. It, it was like, I love it, but there was this part of my brain that was like, you liked Phantom Menace yeah. if you left the theater. <laughs> yeah. Except that I didn't love Phantom Menace. I told myself I love Phantom Menace. We're not going to talk about the prequels. But, uh, <laughs> I'm having, I'm having I, that. I had to see I have, I've only seen it, it once, was, and I'm having that battle in my head. Um, Chad, what was your favorite moment? What was your third favorite moment? Uh, they took definitely the lightsaber, definitely the do I talk first or you talk first, because it's it gives you the character in one line. Yeah. It gives you right. the entire yeah. thing, which is yeah. good because he doesn't get a whole lot of screen time. Which is yeah. the um, thing I, I have to complain about. Uh, me too. Uh, I think Later that maybe then uh, I love Han yelling Ben yes. at him. Mm-hmm. We yeah. find out his name is Ben. I thought it was a big time moment. Very Jeez. EU when it comes down when it comes down to it because yeah. in the EU Luke's son is named Ben Skywalker um, so him calling him Ben but the idea yeah Han's death I knew it was coming as soon as we got into that scene my brother and I looked at each other and we were like oh god but the idea that he says I need you to help me and he says anything and what he needs help with is he needs to die he needs to be able to kill him right. so that he gets rid of that temptation towards the light and I thought that mm-hmm. was a beautiful twist mm-hmm. on yes. it but I think the moment besides those the moment that killed me just utterly destroyed me was the hand on his face 
before mm-hmm. Han fell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as much as I knew Han was going to die, and I'm okay with Han dying in the movie, to watch it happen was traumatic for me. It was yeah. it was rough. Um, and but the moment I think that really hit home with it was when Ray and Leia hug, and the Han and Leia love theme played. Yeah. Yeah. That was the moment that destroyed me. That was when where I, I lost it because it was just the, the the love theme. Probably the last time we're going to hear that theme, right? And and I thought that was that was pretty pretty brutal. But but as far as my like fuck yeah moment, it was definitely reaching for the lightsaber, yeah. going right by Kai. You yeah. saw it coming. Yeah. But I wanted to. You saw it coming, and I was excited for they, it. They delivered. You know? they, yeah. they, yeah. they, tick, they tickled your balls a little bit. Yeah, and, right. it, and it totally happened, and it that, flies back into her hand. That's actually. Really, and that was no Star And the Wars look on her face when it snaps into her yeah. hand. That's, that that's actually a metaphor. Somebody else took my yeah. example. Yeah. That, that's a metaphor I wanted to go with. J.J. Uh, Abrams, in doing this movie, is kind of like an old whore. <laughs> like, he, he knows exactly what <clears> you want. Yeah, he's been he's like very experienced with this because he wants it too. But he knows things you want that you didn't know you wanted. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's he's going to give you a better time than you were expecting <laughs> with one glaring with one glaring uh, deficiency. Which uh, that is our fourth bullet point because I, w- I want to bury the, made the I want to bury the negatives in the middle we just, we just, we just finished up. the we just wrapped up yeah. the first one and it's only been an um, hour and a half our, ne- our next <laughs> one is the best Star Wars moment and uh, some some of those we brought up I think probably qualified yeah. but there there were certain moments in the movie that first of all the whole thing <laughs> felt it felt like Star Wars in a way that uh, I don't feel like the prequels did I don't feel like Clone Wars or Rebels. Like I love things about all of those, but to me, Episode Seven felt like what I've been waiting for since 1983. Uh, I would argue that 75% of like Star Wars. There is one <laughs> sequence I feel this doesn't. Feel you are so awesome. excited about getting to that. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, really? I, feel, I think the Squid Monster sequence didn't feel like a Star Wars movie to me. I actually agree with you. It felt like something from one of the Star Wars cartoons. It felt like the space station sequence in Armageddon. Why am I watching this get <laughs> I felt that way through all of Armageddon. But. Yeah, but it just, that was the moment <laughs> where I felt that like... That was a bit Well, you know who wrote Armageddon, right? I felt like it was a Star Trek thing that got implanted <laughs> into There were so Wars. many other things that I feel like are missing later that, in retrospect, I dislike that scene more and more because I want... That there could have been time spent doing other things. It feels like it was, we need a cute way to get them out of this situation. Yes. We'll have some weird monster eat them. Yeah. Well, it, it felt like it could have been a trash compactors type scene, mm-hmm. but because they were so visible, like <clears throat> the trash compactor scene was powerful because, much like Jaws, you don't see the monster, and that makes you more afraid of the monster. Yeah. Like even the the this felt more like giant hentai it, tentacles. Right. Yeah. It should be, like we wanted a rancor scene but we kind of did it like a trash compactor scene and I didn't really felt, hit the mark on either. I felt like that scene facilitated a lot of character work though without people standing around talking. Oh, we yeah, got to yeah. see that Finn, 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 yeah. Finn is worldly or galaxyly or whatever. Which he knows, hear the he knows that doesn't make any sense by the way. What? That Finn would be worldly. He's been bred as a child to be a soldier. All he's ever known is... But he's been in simulation right. training. He's been educated by the First yeah. Order. Yeah. He's I guess like, he'd be educated. He, he's not experienced. Yeah. He's knowledgeable. Right. Yeah. So we see that Finn, like, 
is knowledgeable. We also know that, uh, well, we'll get to that later. Uh, it's also a moment where Ray gets to make that choice about, like, well, it's entirely possible I could cut Finn in half, but I've got confidence in my abilities, and bam, door! Right. Like, and uh, we get Han. Like, it, it's, yeah. we get a lot of little beats in there that are very important, and, and I don't know how else they would have been accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's like, just lucky. Right. And, like, that's such a massive character development. And, and, and we also get a cute little very Han Solo moment from Rey when she's pulling the fuses. Yeah. And she's like, boom, boom, boom. What was that? Wrong fuses. Like, that was <laughs> so Han Solo. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there was another way to accomplish all those things. But, you know, they got it done. And we need to go ahead and get used to seeing big CG monsters like that running yeah. around. Because, you know, now, uh, you know, the technology still isn't to the point where we should be seeing like stuff like that in movies. But we are. That's how it is. I think maybe it was just a design thing. I just didn't like the design of the monster. For in a weird way, that design didn't feel Star Warsy. See, it did it to was, me because it was it like was, the Minoc and the Dianoga had a kid. It was kind of uninspired, though. I, I, the design of the monster. I liked it. It was yeah. the, the biggest hitch for me was it ate everybody except Finn. Instant, the instant it had. Them. Yeah, I and did that. Like, oh wait, you have a very easy <laughs> reason for that. He's the hero. Yeah. <laughs> right. The force is just leaking. Yeah, this guy's like crazy. The stormtroopers are good shots unless they're shooting at heroes. Yeah. That's just the rules of this galaxy. Right. If you're a hero. Mm-hmm. It's just harder to kill you. And they really the were good shots this time. Yeah, they were like, better. They hit the shit. <laughs> All right. So, Arian, the best Star Wars moment. The best Star Wars moment? Uh, when the Resistance shows up and Poe Dameron's, like, flying around shooting the shit out of everything. And uh, Finn's like, woo that's one hell of a pilot! And he doesn't even realize it's his, right. it's his bromance. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we actually saw, you know, in the in the original movies, we, we heard all about the Rebellion and all about yeah. the people in the Rebellion. This time, we're seeing them in action. We're seeing... They didn't just tell us that Poe Dameron is this hotshot fighter pilot. We saw it. We yeah, saw yeah, this right. amazing scene of him just going through the sky, blowing TIE fighters to yeah. pieces, yeah. like, without even thinking... Um, and then like nailing small stormtroopers right, on the on ground, ground right. which yeah. is like rougher shots around his comrades. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I will say, I just want to get in. I feel like we didn't get enough Poe in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, we did not. I feel, I feel like, like I didn't get enough I, anything. Though. I got. Yeah. Really, I mean, I was well, actually starting to miss like, him a lot. I feel like everything was such a frenetic pace of like. I mean, for the first half of the movie until they get to Maz, like. All anyone is doing is reacting to situations from the beginning of the movie. Like, I mean, he gets the information and then the first order shows up. So all he has, all he can do is react. Okay, I need to get away. Okay, I can't get away. Here's, here's the reason for that. I think my yeah. opinion. We don't see Han Solo for a while. Yeah, so like that is by design of the movies because yeah. we have new people that we need to fall in love with. Yeah. We have a new story that we need to fall Wait, in, in love and with. And like all the, and all the new people, like are great. They're fantastic, <laughs> but they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> from from the we are Disney. This is our new baby standpoint. They had to take the audience and grab them and shake them up and say, "Look at these things. You're going to love this," and not give you a chance to wonder. Wait, where's Han Solo? Yeah. Wait, where? Because I didn't even think about Han or Leia or anybody until they showed up, and I was like, "Oh, that's right, there are other people in this." Because yeah. well, I, I already loved Poe and Finn and Ray by that point. Well, they for got all intents and purposes, this is 
yes, this is episode seven, but this is an origin story. Yeah. And we yeah. all know that the first origin story is always a little clunky because you're mapping out the universe. Mm-hmm. Where it makes it interesting is that a lot of this universe we're already familiar with. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there's so much new... We've got a. We're learning a whole new map, and so whether we don't learn enough, yeah. That, well, yeah, that's and that's there's no way. Like you can't, but you can't did we learn that back stuff any less that. than a new hope gave us? Yeah, we learned a lot less. Like we there were less. there were a lot of moments where like Obi Wan's just sitting around telling Luke things about the universe or about the Force, and like you don't like you get that, and like a minute aboard the Millennium Falcon after Han shows up, and he's like. You know, it's real, all of it. Like, you get a minute of that. Whereas, like, in A New Hope, you got several minute, like, several scenes that were, like, minutes long each, where, like, Obi-Wan is providing, like, exposition. He's, like, you know, he's telling Luke about the Force, or he's telling him about, you know. But who's going to tell Ray and Finn and whoever about the Force? Right. That, I'm, the, I'm, I'm not as concerned about that as I am the political landscape. Yeah, like the, in, in the first in, in a New Hope, in a New Hope. What, hold hold on to that. Yeah, okay. Because that <laughs> that's in my my fourth bullet point. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Fair. Um, all right. Uh, Chad, your favorite Star Wars moment? Um, it, it was when that amazing moment when Ray reaches for the lightsaber and shit. We already covered that. <laughs> <laughs> if that is, I mean, that if that's is, the same thing. It's when, B, it's when BB gives me. his lighter thumbs up. Right. <laughs> uh, no, that was. Uh, I think in general the the humor works in a way that the prequels couldn't. I know we're not going to compare them, but uh, it, it's impossible not to mention them at least a little bit. Well, I mean, we're not, we're not going to go into well, detail there no, about the prequels, there no but we do jokes. have to yeah. mention so we had that. But there were silly jokes. Uh, yeah, I think that moment, that's the moment that gave me chills. It was the moment when I, you know, where I was, I was jazzed. Um, uh, it's the second, the second biggest moment of the year in movies for me, the first being you know, the end of Creed. But the... Um, the the moment the moment when the lightsaber shows up in in her hand uh, felt the most Star Warsy to me. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I think there were sequences that didn't to me, and uh, we can get into that. But it it that that moment just got me jazzed, and and I knew how it was going to end. And I I know people saying, oh, the fights aren't as good as they are in the prequels, but they shouldn't be. Um, they they shouldn't be. And I thought I bought it better. Uh, yeah, I, I I would say <laughs> well, they're more believe like much more believe- you get more invested yeah. in yeah. these. Well, we're also yeah. not dealing with a yeah. hundred of highly trained Jedi. Yeah, like, right, exactly. with people because even Kylo, as we talked about, Kylo's a Sith fanboy. He's not. Yeah, he's a Sith right. fanboy, but also he was injured during that. He was last. injured. He's not super well, powerful. Yeah, I like the fact that everybody in. Uh, lightsaber battle in this movie gets hurt by a lightsaber at some point in time during yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. the battle. Did Ray get hurt? No, she didn't get. She didn't get hurt. No. But no. Yeah, no. She came damn close. Though. And, and yeah. I do have to, of course, jettison all my EU experience because the fact that my EU, the EU ness in me, said that Finn can't use a lightsaber. Yeah, right. That yeah. well. Maybe and the he's thing more is, sensitive though. We don't know. Well, well, that's no, no. The question that I have. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Is Sam Jackson I, thinks he's his kid. I feel like that scene. <laughs> so he saw him at a party. Sam Jackson walked up behind John Boyega at a party. Said, "Baby Jedi, you got to be my son in the movie, right?" <laughs> I feel like that scene between with Finn fighting the stormtrooper was set up to establish that stormtroopers are trained to fight 
close quarters combat with weapons like that, and that's why Finn was able to hold his own the Beyond yeah. Awakening for as long as he Finn did. The Beyond Awakening book. Oh yeah. And basically, Finn's entire story is about close quarter combat and them training for it. So yes. they they are setting. And, and, but there's and a difference the between we... fighting with a something that actually has weight versus. A lightsaber, which right. you assume the only weight is in is the in hilt. yeah, the yeah hilt there, is, which is why it's very difficult in the real. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember from the prequels. Is that the first time we saw somebody get run through with a saber too? Is when no. Finn does it? No, Qui Gon. Qui Gon gets run through. In Clone Wars, Anakin. That was shocking to see in a cartoon. And also, Yoda runs people through in Revenge of the Sith, where he's like, yeah, 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 they're through the dude's head. Yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't remember any of that, and I felt like, oh. Oh, well, this lets us know that we can see that they get run through. So then, when Han gets run through, it's yeah. like, oh shit! Yeah. No, we, right, we, 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 no, we, we saw it very distinctly in Clone Wars. That's yeah. how Maul yeah. Yeah, I, man, yeah. Clone, Clone Wars, it was brutal because Anakin's standing behind a guy and just all of a sudden, pew, the lightsaber oh, yeah, comes out through right. his chest. I it did was, not go back and rewatch those. So it was, uh, <laughs> but yeah, rough. so that, that's one. Uh, no, favorite Star Wars moment? Um, I have to say, when you're about to see the big reunion between Han and Leia, and as just as they're about to approach one another, C three PO comes out. Yeah, I feel your pain. I feel your pain because that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Of all the new, the, the, the great cut job with all the new characters, and when you're reintroducing the old characters, you know, trying to get them exactly right, yeah. the way they were, you remember them. That was. The most perfect way they could reintroduce C three PO. There was no other better way they and could reintroduce. And then three PO continues <laughs> with this uh, huge moment between Han and Leia. Three PO continues. You're probably wondering <laughs> well, about my red arm. I do have a red arm. <laughs> <laughs> you may not recognize me because you may not recognize me. Yeah. You had a silver leg in the first one. Come on, we know who you pretty, are. Pretty sure we recognized you. Did. And uh, Tony, to be fair, Obi Wan didn't recognize him. After yeah. twenty years yeah. of knowing him, so I don't recall owning droids. Yeah. Worked with me for 15 years. Yeah, yeah, but Obi-Wan Obi forgot that you know, Luke had a sister. So. Yeah. And, and a note to the listeners Tony Harris will eventually finish the comic that details how 3PO got that red arm. Yeah, okay. There's a one shot coming out. I care so very little. I, I Tony Harris is a fantastic yeah, artist. I know. It's so just, yeah, that's it's, it's like the Joker. I don't want to know how he gets this. Why is he holding <laughs> it at the you know? end? That's why I want to know. What? No, there are two droids. There's C-3PO and there's another protocol. There's another protocol? Yeah. So that's the other protocol I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Uh, God, there were so many. Um, the fact Well, that we just need one. I know. The fact that it was based on the hero's journey, and I was like, oh, that feels good, it came back. Uh, but to be honest, to just be completely fanboy about it, watching them uh, with their aiming... Apparatus, their targeting apparatus, <laughs> and it still looked like an eight bit yeah, Atari yeah, game, yeah. or not even eight bit. That was like a four bit. Yeah. And I was, it was like, vector, it was like vector, vector graphics, graphics. Yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, this is great because even now we've got this modern time, and it's still like, hey, go between the grids, <laughs> and it's like the Tron Light Cycle game. And I was like, that's perfect. All right, good. Thumbs up. Good yeah. Stuff. But but in contrast, I didn't like the chess joke. I didn't like the DJR table coming to life. Well, I, that was a little too. I liked it coming up, but why were they fighting when nobody was playing? Yeah, yeah. that, just, that, that was that moment just felt like a demo mode. That movie, yeah, that movie, that that moment just felt like a wink. Where the where, yeah. like I said, the targeting computer felt yeah. organic. That was yeah. changing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't. But that there whole wasn't, he didn't do it that much. There were there wasn't a whole right. lot of that, no. so that's why but, it stood out. And that whole sequence, though, because Finn, uh, Finn picks up the targeting droid as well, yeah. and looks at it, and then yeah, but that was subtle. That was pretty subtle. I missed that the first time that that yeah. was. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's really Star Wars. Gary. I it's, I think my my most Star Wars moment is either it, they're both lines by Han, and it's either when they're getting ready to come out of light speed, and he's like explaining how they're going to get past the shield. Wait a minute, we're making our protege at light speed. Can you do that? And he says, I never asked that question until I've already done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when he looks at you, oh, you're cold. Yeah, that was very good. Which is, they brought up on another podcast I was listening to, that joke almost got completely stepped on from the uproarious laughter from the line right before that. Mm-hmm. The force uh, doesn't work that the way. The force doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like... Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah, your cold was kind of a throwaway line. Right, exactly. Yeah, but, it was really yeah, but that's that's why it I almost felt so, like an improv. It, right. almost, it, it might have been. Very like well, improv, might have been. You know? yeah. yeah. Jason. The, from the beginning of where they are running to the ship, uh, Ray and Finn, we're going to this ship. What about that ship? It's garbage. Yes. <laughs> the faster she blows up. Okay, garbage will work. Oh, it's a millennium ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's like, and then the, the taking most indestructible off. ship in the galaxy. The taking off the entire fight scene, and they're surprised with their ability at the end. Like, oh my god, did you see that? I did that. Yeah, that that was nice. After the fight, where they were kind of giddy that they yeah. did it. Like, oh my god, he flew so well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just yeah. to uh, throw some fuel on the nerd fire, if anybody wants to question uh, the starship battle between Star Trek and Star Wars, how many times has the Enterprise been blown up? How many times has the Millennium Falcon been blown well, up? Apparently, it's blown up in the new one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. multiple in movie three. The yeah, not three, which that, is the first time it was blown up. In the not to go on a sidetrack, but that was the big thing from seeing the new trailer for me. It's like. Third movie, you're already blowing it up. Well, they did second movie con. Why not third movie blowing it up? <laughs> they don't have any original ideas. That's a whole um, other podcast. It, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll it really there. is. You're damn right, it is. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite. Listen, all y'all to sound moment no. that <laughs> kind of uh, when I said best Star Wars moment, that was kind of open to interpretation of, yeah. of how you felt when. When the word Star Wars came on the screen? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Probably the most that Star Wars. That was like, Star Wars. The brass section goes, da No, it was when Han and Chewie and Finn had just been captured, and the shot looks over the lake, and that spray from all the X-Wings flying low over the water, that was... That was the Rebel Alliance, and granted, they're not the Alliance, but that was the Alliance, like, Rogue Squadron, Red Squadron, whatever. That was the shot I always wanted. Mm. Like, the the cavalry mm-hmm. coming, like, yeah. to the rescue. Like, that was just, that was really powerful. And it's funny that we, going back and looking at the trailers for this, they gave away so little. And they could have given that shot away, and they didn't. We saw the shot, the side view of the X-Wing skimming over the water, but we didn't see that big, powerful, oh, here they come. And, you know, and then Harrison Ford's reaction, it's the resistance. Like, and you're like, oh, here we go. And then, right after that, the reveal, and I mean, we all knew it, but the reveal that Poe is still alive. And you're like, I mean, that was, that was a big deal. That does sound relieving to... Yeah, my big problem. Oh boy! 
Uh, let's see. Does that fit in the next bullet point? Uh, no. 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 We've got more. your oh, favorite no. character, and I'm going to start with this one because we're I'm, we're going to have multiples here, obviously. Uh, but my favorite character going in, uh, I had picked Finn as the guy that I was the most interested in learning about. Uh, I picked Captain Phasma as the coolest looking character. Who? <laughs> uh, and, which I still I still stand by Captain Phasma <laughs> being the coolest, coolest looking character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all I expected out of her. Right eternal uh, shiny cracked it now. Ray I mean, I, I'm still I'm gonna throw this out one. there. Every everybody in this room is Deeply in love with Daisy Ridley at this point, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so oh, yeah. great. She's the real deal. Yeah. My yes. gosh. Yeah. Although, to be fair, if you grew up on a desert planet, you wouldn't be that cute. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, but, you know, Star Wars. The, for, the, the well, Force is Force sensitive, and it keeps her makeup in perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Force is a moisturizer. Yeah. But yeah. I, <laughs> um, it's yeah. Look, if they have perfect teeth in Walking Dead, I will, I'm okay with mine. And yeah. mowed lawns. I, Game of Thrones. Too. Stop doing that. I love that she didn't even speak for the first ten or so minutes that yeah. we saw her on screen. Yeah, uh, we just got this beautiful, yeah. almost tone poem, and John Williams' theme for her mm-hmm. is it's really incredible. It's, 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 the, it's the best, the best one of the new ones. Well, yeah, absolutely, it's the one that stood out the most as far as. And, yes. and I love the similarity between go, we go the shot from the shot of Finn's helmet to her in that head wrap, which is very Stormtrooper esque. Yes. And then when after she finishes her lunch with that bread, that bread was cool. Oh, that was right. really yeah. cool. The little muffin poop. Uh, when she picks up, uh, when she's done eating, she picks up that old rebel helmet and puts it on. Just sits there. You get the feeling that this is her life. Well, I mean, Luke's mm-hmm. t- uh, X-wing pilot helmet yeah. because yeah. she's totally Luke's daughter. And see, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think she's. I think she's Han and Leia's daughter. I don't think she's. I don't think she's Han and Leia's daughter. Oh really? No, I don't think she's anybody's daughter. I think she's just someone who. In the. There were thousands of Jedi. Sure. Why does every goddamn Jedi have to be related to somebody? Because that's and there's no coincidence. But we have them. We have them. We have. That's how novels work. Just like should be the only relation. Just like in the first one, when like you know Vader shows up on Tatooine to get the droids, like right. But at least Leia's going there to find Ben. Yeah. So that makes sense that they're on Tatooine. But it's uh, it's interesting that she had not only did she have that helmet, but she had a doll like this really right. cute yeah, doll. But the whole, of being being doll of her the whole point of them being Luke. on Jakku, getting the information, is because they're trying to find Luke, who's her father. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> that, well, that's one. Of the, there's that's one of the things about this movie, which is probably a different bullet point, but. I love the fact that it gives us a lot of questions, but there aren't questions that I'm going, oh, I gotta know this! Right. There, the movie, I can't wait to find the out. The movie doesn't like, fail from the lack of information. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, and you're normally, more because you want more? Mm-hmm. Normally, I feel like you're, if you're a film, you need to stand on your own merits, but they get a pass because it's Star Wars. We know there well, are like the re- 20 I think more the reason they, I think the reason they get a pass is because they nailed the tone so well. Yeah, and like after the prequels, like they needed to nail the tone really well because the prequels did not. And mm-hmm. on top of that, like it's okay because, like you said, you know there's more coming, and I think that episodes eight and nine will be better movies that stand on their own. Like I, when I've talked to people about this, like I really like Force Awakens, but I like it more as a Star Wars event than a movie. Sure, sure. Without the context of the rest of Star Wars, 
Well, I can't judge how yeah. it would be. I, I, there's yeah, no, no way there's no way you can. But the mysteries that were left open in this one are compelling and not annoying. Yeah, yeah. and that's I'll, a that's a I'll key agree with that. Well, and, difference. And I won't go too far down this rabbit trail, but just to draw a comparison, you have something like Man of Steel, which if you don't know Superman's backstory, doesn't make any sense, and there are massive parts of it that apparently will only make sense after Superman versus Batman comes out. Which means that movie doesn't stand on its own at all. It is, it, is, it completely falls apart. Yeah, but, well, you know, any, but if you know anything about Superman, then it's worse. Here's, well, yeah. here's, but, here's my thing: is you know it's a Zack Snyder movie, so it's your fault for watching. This is, <laughs> this is true. And we're going to cut that point <laughs> off well, there it, it and move saying. along. Does anybody? Yeah, I'm sorry, we're not. Um, no. Other 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 favorite characters. My favorite uh, character, like. I think most people are going to say Ray, so I'm going to say 1A is Han, because everything he did in this movie, like, was just fucking spot on and perfect. Like, the arc of his character was great, uh, you know. Am, am I sad in a way that he's dead? Yeah, but, like, you saw it coming, like, like smart fans, like... We, we knew it going in. Yeah, right. like... Okay. I knew it when, you, he, you knew, when he signed on. I did, too, because, yeah. like... I knew it when he signed on and Kasdan was writing the script because both of them wanted to kill Han yeah. in Return of the Jedi yeah. and Lucas was like, yeah. That, that's actually something, I don't know if this is one of the bullet points later, but one of the things I really love about this movie is how it ties into the vision that Kasdan mm-hmm. and Han and all this stuff that, if you've read any of the interviews, it's like, what did you want to do with Jedi? I wanted Luke to walk away into the sunset. I went, well, now he's done that. Right. You know, yeah. We want to kill Han. Yeah, Han right. The story wasn't changed to sell toys. Right, which is why Lucas changed it. Uh, if you read the Gary mm-hmm. Kurtz interview, which I actually mm-hmm. just did last yeah. time, they wanted to sell us the toys before we knew the story. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, wait to um, get this shit out here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hans—he was the heart of this story. Nothing that happened with these other characters matters if Han doesn't die. Like, I, I told somebody who was upset about it. I was like, look, if I'm writing this story, if I'm sitting down as a writer, that's the character that has to die. Like, he just has to. No other death makes sense. No other death is as powerful. Nothing else matters. Like, and even these other character arcs. If he lives through that, the whole story falls apart. I mean, he is the linchpin. Yeah. Damn it, so, Leia, for sending it, him to die. And he's the catalyst. He was. Damn it, Leia, for sending him to die. Right. You even, like, had a foreshadowing of that when he said, like, which, when she's like, what's your plan? And he's like... You're not gonna like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I would say that that moment has one. Uh, have we hit the nitpicks yet? No. 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 Okay. Still on favorite character. Uh, Still favorite yeah. Character. Sean. Or does any, anybody who has a different favorite character or just no, wants I, to mention somebody well, that they really loved? Um, I liked Hux, and I liked the way they presented um, the First Order because to me. They, they really, they really embraced the yeah. Nazi thing that oh, was yeah. in, you know, that was also the Empire as well. But they did it in a much, you know, more clear cut way. Yes. But and you see how organized they seem to be when they show them all in formation. But it's like it's run by a bunch of teenagers who think they kind of know what. Yeah, going they're, on. they're cosplaying. They're Hitler but, youth. Yeah, Hitler youth. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like the Hitler. It's like yeah. if the Nazis lost and the Hitler youth yeah. took yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Hitler youth. As someone yeah. not ready, what if the Nazis who yes. had fled to Argentina actually were able to reestablish the party yeah. there? Yeah, and that's kind of what it is. Um, you see, they're all inexperienced. They all kind of have like I think broader ambitions than what they are capable of, even though they have produced a you know planet destroying. They're younger than they feel like they should be. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love yeah. that. Like, 
like yeah, and, and that's why Kylo like Ren fits in with him so well because he's also brash. Yeah, and he's, right, yeah. 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 He's, yeah, he's a child. And, yeah, and, and, but no matter they how they embrace him that way. It's not like you know, with Vader, and he had you know Tarkin to kind of rein him in. Yeah, yeah, you know. Hux is they're, they're, not they're, able to reign. They're, 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 they're obviously right. rivals as opposed to like right. Yeah, they're you know. brothers who's fighting to be dad's favorite. Which that yeah. that is a portion of the story I'm dying to see more of because mm. that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that also ties into one of the things I love about Ren is building him the way they did as a character completely undercut every complaint anybody's going to have about it. Well, he's a Darth Vader knockoff. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> right. In the universe. You he's got a it. Darth Vader knockoff. Right. Yeah. He's trying so hard. And for me, the moment, and he's like, he's my backup favorite for two reasons. When he's doing the, when he gets the bad news that they got away with the robot and he, you've got that trembling, this guy's going to force choke and kill me. Yeah. And, he, and he, instead he you know, lightsabers the hell out of that panel and whoever's mm. got to fix that, I'm sorry. Through, yeah, through a tantrum. <laughs> and, and he's yeah. like, so he's like finally relieved and what girl? <laughs> and then later when he's having the temper tantrum when she's escaping, you know, the two stormtroopers like, sorry, yeah. we got to go down this hallway. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was my backup favorite as well. <coughs> Obviously, I mean, Han Solo was in my blood, so I, I, I can't even count that as my favorite character. Uh, Ray is obviously amazing and, and, and just Ray. So, yeah. so it's, you know, she's gonna be our hero and we all love her, so it's fine. Um, I, I'd like to give Chewie some love because I thought Chewie oh, got a lot to do. A lot more screen time. We saw his characters. Uh, we, we got yeah. a lot more character. Although, uh, humans aren't supposed to fire bowcasters. Yeah. According to the lore, but that's fine. Okay, new movie, whatever. But you're telling me in 40 years, Hans never fired the vocab. <laughs> yeah, that was a little odd. <laughs> you know? But it was in 40 also, years he's never been like, like what's this thing we do? Scene. But it was I also like so thing. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it was entertaining. So it's okay. Yeah. But Brother yeah. was yeah. like, you've never tried it. You've right. been together a long time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Chewie got a lot to do. And she's yes. a, and he's a Moss's girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. I like that. he got. He got injured. He got injured. He had. Character, you know, there were fears from some people that Chewie wasn't going to make it out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thought was always that it would it would have hurt more actually if Chewie would have died. It would yeah. have been more painful, but it's obviously more impactful for right. Han to die. Yeah, um, serves more story. If purposes. they would have killed Chewie, my wife would never watch the film because <laughs> she doesn't watch movies where dogs die, and she's right. not going to watch the movie where Chewie dies. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that would have been too much. But I, I think they really did a good job of making him. You got to see him be a little more of a badass, yeah. fight a little more. Um, he got depth. He has some yeah. a little more depth than he normally does. Well, Again, you saw his hands. I like I like the treatment. Yeah, yeah and pulled the, the and pulled it, not only of Chewie but of BB-8. They were treated as as equal supporting characters. They weren't yes. treated as pets. Yeah, they you know BB-8. Yeah. They were worried about BB-8. They took they they yeah. BB-8 yeah. had like, had facial expressions. I don't know how, <laughs> but he did. The, I'm not with the resistance. There was a look on the robot's face. The, the cock, <laughs> cockpit. Yeah. And it yeah. was a long way from a new hope when uh, when Han scratches Chewie's head when they're in right. hiding in the right. apartments and he yeah. gives them a little pat. I, I, am worried love, about, but I am worried about Chewie <coughs> in the next couple movies without Han um, because they play off each other so well and that's all we're used to. I think my hope is that uh, I actually, like, I think it would be more fun to see, uh, I don't know if they'll be able to do it because of, like, where everybody is at the end of this movie, 
but like Finn and Chewie would make a good team. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, they would. <laughs> He's trying to kill me six it's times. Would you stop me? Okay. Yeah. It's also smart logistically because once Peter Mayhew can't play the role. Uh, or passes away or whatever. You can put somebody uh, else in I have seat. a bunch well, of friends that are that are over six six. I mean, they, there's they, well, they already had like, like they yeah, had like they, they, they had they credited somebody as an alternate Chewbacca. Yeah, somebody else in that. So I have a feeling like on you can't keep going with. Yeah. Right. Old Chewie, you can yeah. have in the movies forever. forever I, ha- yeah. I have a feeling like Peter Mayhew wasn't in the suit except for any times when Chewie was sitting or laying down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he doesn't get around very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Chewie was well. doing some like uh, you know nigh unto parkour stuff, <laughs> hopping over rails and shit, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. which was great to see because we yeah. never did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other favorites? Oh, yes. Okay. I did not enough screen time. Uh, I want to know more of his backstory. Kind of wonder, honest truth, that he has a little bit of force in him too, because he is doing those. Hey, there's a stormtrooper right next to my friends. Let me shoot that stormtrooper. Right. You know, it's just he's energetic. A little bit of Han Solo in him. I want to know more about him. I like Poe because, well, and that's <laughs> to to me. No, that's Hugh McGregor. To me, <laughs> Poe was the wedge I want, like, would want if we'd ever been. Outside of the expanded universe, Man. we've ever seen more of the cinematic original movies. Like he, I just want there to be a badass rebel pilot that's not a Jedi. Right. That's yeah. just a badass like, pilot. Yeah. This is why these hot shots are fighting wars. Right. Also because doesn't they're he's awesome. the most talented actor in the movie. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, if you've yeah. seen his other work, yeah. Right. Uh, I I want to give a shout out to BB-8 and the design because watching BB-8. Roll along with people as they're running away, like keeping uh-huh. up with our characters. As they're going down yes. the stairs, right? <laughs> all of that, and in the Falcon rolling through, and then being like, like "Fuck this!" and shooting those little right. things yeah. out, to, like, like stabilize himself. That design was brilliant because yeah. we kept this, and there's no way around it. Extremely marketable character. Oh yeah. In the movie, the as opposed to I'm the Hell Hell the right. now. I really yeah, do. Hero yeah. And and that's the like. BB-8 is part of the action the whole time. There's no point where they have to leave her behind. Or I, I say her because I read an interview at one point that BB-8 was actually female, but is they referred call, to in the, movie. in the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think a droid that doesn't have a voice box like 3PO is whatever gender you assign to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would have been easy for Ray to just call her her. Yeah. Or call her because, you know, 3PO obviously is programmed with a male right. voice. Right. But with the, with the ones that speak binary, why not? Yeah. I was a little that was put. Only. Did anybody see the KT? I didn't, I didn't see the KT. I, did not, no. I heard that was supposed to be. No, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a gonk droid there. There was a gonk droid under post. Oh, I, I, I was really happy when they said they were bringing in the KT, and then I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't see it. There's probably a lot of stuff. Even seeing it two times, I read an article last night that was nothing but here's everything from the trailers that you never saw in the movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There were actually a lot of. A lot of the trailers ha- weren't in the movie, which I thought was great because we had the voiceovers from the yeah. teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Like you got a lot. Who of are you? Taken from Jedi. Well, the right. stuff that yeah. well, it was recorded though. Yeah. So, did you have a uh, favorite other uh, than anybody we've talked about? Yeah, I would just say that uh, I love, I love the way that Adam Driver portrayed Ren. I thought he was portrayed wonderfully. He yes. did, and a handful of scenes. What I really wanted to see Anakin happen with Anakin over a course of three movies. Kylo Ren, the character, managed to do that in just a few scenes. Punching himself. Yes. That was was, I don't know if that was like... Part of me wants to believe that Adam Driver just said, you know what, I'm going to add this in as a thing. That's what that feels like. Because it was 
amazing. Yeah, he's like an actor. It yeah. drove all of that home to be like, this guy is off his fucking rocker. Like, this is batshit insane. Like, this is what you do. Is like, I'm fucking nuts and I'm cut, so I'm just going to keep punching it. Yeah. And then... To keep that pain and rage. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. God, what a brilliant fucking choice. And yeah. That really made me like, damn, this is a, this is a great character. And, and he was... You know, I'm not familiar with him. Uh, and I had not seen... I don't think I'd even seen a picture of him prior yeah, to helmet. seeing the movie. When he pulled the helmet off, I was like, oh... There's a because you're not messed you're, up. Let's so, so, you do not watch HBO's Girls. No, no, it, it was not. So, it's not that he wasn't messed up. It's just, that he just nature kind of well hasn't done him favors. Well, there's yeah. there's a great uh, there's a great the Onion has like a like fake like celebrity magazine site now called Starwipe, and they have a <laughs> here's our spoiler free review of Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which is just a discussion on whether or not Adam Driver is attractive. <laughs> He's got, he's got a little bit of Harrison Ford in him too. I think there's a little slight yeah. resemblance. I'm sure that oh, casting yeah. was intentional. Well, yeah. he, he got he became famous on HBO's Girls, yeah. the Dunham Show, mm-hmm. which he was fantastic on. And then he was in Inside Llewellyn Davis with uh, uh, Oscar Isaac's. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a reunion too, because then also the guy who plays Hux was in Ex Machina with mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac's. Yeah. Um, uh, and he was in Lincoln. Adam Driver had a small role in Lincoln, so he's been popping up ever since he kind of broke out on Girls. He's I've heard nothing but good parts. about him. Yeah. I just, he's a good actor. I hadn't yeah. seen like, him. He was great in and, like, Llewellyn Davis. Yeah. He looked much I've seen more him, like on an episode of Two or Girls. He yeah. looked much more British. I watched the first I'm not two. Yeah. Yeah. Than oh, yeah, yeah. I was ready for. Yeah. 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 I watched the first two, years but he was so good that his looks did not matter one little bit. He was awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, the way he carried it, he made his looks. The long flowing yes. hair I wasn't ready for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was very Star Wars-y. Well, going, back, Wars-y. going back to your movie right. 8. Oh, yes. Uh, I was going to make a comment earlier. My, I was almost a little disappointed, probably just because my expectations for protocol droids in this universe. You thought there would be a... He was too sweet. Oh. There, was, there was no, like, mischief in him like there was in R2-D2, or if you watch Rebels, like, Chopper is... Oh, Chopper's... Chopper's an asshole, and I yeah, love him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah Darth Vader comics right now. They they have a oh yes, yes, the anti droids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We have kind of seen the ones that have gotten some FaceTime just be a little bit you know snarkier, and he's not. And that's probably just my uh, my expectations. Right, well, it's, but, and it's smaller nice, and a different design. So. But going yeah. along with the droids and the aliens and whoever having a more. Uh, equalized presence in the movie. They need different personalities. They need to act different ways. You need yeah. to have sweet droids. You need yeah. to have you need to have murder robots like we <laughs> have in the Darth Vader comic. Or I want figures of those so bad. Did, he, did anybody yeah. else yeah. ever Vader play the Knights of the Old Republic video? Yes, yes. HK forty seven. Yes, oh, and that's yeah, essentially yeah. what Vader's yeah. uh, murder Statement. protocol droid. Yeah, yeah. except yeah. it looks yeah. like it looks like it's a black three PO unit that just wants to kill stuff. Yes, and torture. Don't forget torture. All right, we got to move on. Uh, this is buried deep in the middle of the podcast. A thing you didn't like or that you feel didn't work, if any. Now, I'm going to start this one. Uh, th- there were there were little bits and pieces here that bothered me, but I don't care because it's Star Wars. My thing, the only thing that really jarred me throughout the whole movie is, uh, Chad, you brought this up earlier. What the 
fuck is the political situation? I do yeah. not understand. Why is there a rebellion what is, and a resistance? Yeah, how is this working? Why is and, there a republic and, and a resistance? My, oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. my attempt... Yeah, why is she a queen by the and way, a senator? By the way, uh, just so you know, I do know because the Before the Awakens book tells you... Oh, it does yeah. explain yeah. it. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I can I can explain the situation. That, okay... That that, in, that doesn't forget the movie. In my head, and that's the thing, is with just the movie... You don't know. I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, so we have the Republic, and it seems like the Republic, and, and the only reason is because I relate this to the expanded universe. Federation. Mm-hmm. It really felt like that I one shot felt like the Federation. I feel like the Republic is sort of the governing body, but we have the First Order that is like the Imperial Remnant yeah. that are out there... Uh, and they don't really have power, but they sort of think they do. They probably have they some should, right. right. And then you've got the resistance, but why are they the resistance and not just part the of Republic? the Republic? But I guess it's because the Republic doesn't want to overtly take action against the First that is Order. Exactly that is exactly what Okay, yeah. so I didn't I, I get read it. That it was just... I didn't get it in the book movie at all. Yeah? No, they don't I, explain it very well. They don't explain but in, it. Well, and in, in Poe's story and Before the Awakens... Before the before mm-hmm. uh, whatever it's called before yeah. the awakening, mm-hmm. uh, it absolutely it explains yeah that the the republic that the the republic does not take the first order seriously uh, or they just don't want to get involved. They consider them the splinter group, not a real threat. Right. And so the resistance is a splinter unit, an offshoot of the the republic. people. Who well, do, like you were the saying, they're the almost like the Hitler Youth, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, Except they're, with power. But so, but yeah. the but because of. With Kylo's involvement, because the fact that Leia and Akbar and all those guys had experience with the Empire, they know to take it more seriously. They've formed this resistance. But it was very confusing as to why there needs to be a resistance. (laughs) If you've got a republic. Republic. Well, and we saw nothing of the Republic until it got blown up. Well, so now there's not a republic. And, and the only reason we we'll knew the only reason we knew that was the republic was because I think it was Han said that was the republic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. And that we'll planet looks okay. somewhat like Coruscant. We knew you well. All right. It wasn't Coruscant. I know it wasn't. Was it? Oh, it was yeah. Mon Mothma's homeworld. I think. Nope, it wasn't. Was it? it was whole new planets. All right, ah, okay. Chad, okay. take it away. I'm gonna need a minute. Okay. Okay. Right. So here's... I'm gonna just yield my time to you. I'm, I'm just. I, I'm not because I have some. Yeah, I just have a minute. Go for it. I've been. Talking about this, I need to give credit to two people. My friend Chuck Canzanieri is a filmmaker, and my brother Adam, who are two of the people in the world I respect their opinions on film the most. And we've been talking a lot about this, and they've helped me form these opinions. Um, this movie does almost everything better than the prequels, with one glaring exception. George Lucas is a much better world builder than J.J. Abrams. The world of this movie feels very small, right? It feels very small. The when they blow up those planets, they see them from the planet that they're on, meaning they're in the same solar system. That makes no sense. Yeah. The Whenever someone says, oh, they're powering up the weapon, they're aiming at us, how do we know that? There's a lot of things where the galaxy feels so tiny. And in the prequels, whatever, we got to see a much larger galaxy. And this movie does a lot of work to to make sure that we don't see any planets that we've seen in any of the other films. They're all new. But isn't Jakku just Tatooine with things crashed on it? If you're going to show some new planet, why do another, yeah, but why do another desert? Why do another snow planet if you want to do all new planets? The 
it feels like there's a slight lack of imagination in in the new world they're creating. Well, wait, was Starkiller? Well, Starkiller is my big point. Okay, I ask you all this: if you took the Starkiller weapon out of the movie, would any of the things that you love about the movie go away? Any of the things, those moments that you really love, go away? Because I think the Starkiller storyline, it does. It's not the goal of the movie. The goal of the movie is to find Luke. Yeah. From the beginning, the destroying the Star Killer thing doesn't become a thing until the last act of the film. But the Star Killer destroyed the Republic homeworld, which is going I, to be and I and I because I knew nothing about the Republic, I felt nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, within the context exactly of this movie, yes. But going forward, I don't care. We're talking about this movie. Okay. In this movie. I felt nothing when those plans blew up. By the way, neither did the people on the ground because they go, "Hey, that was the Republic," and they never mention it again. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, it's valid how how was the Republic only on the, that was the Republic? What are you talking about? The Republic should be the size of the Empire, right? right? Yeah. It should be this galaxy-spanning thing. Yeah. The fact that they were all in the same solar system again. How did they see those worlds getting blown up? They got to be in the it's same like, system. It's like Spock watching Vulcan blowing up. Right. It's a JJ thing, but it's yeah. so small. The idea that right. they were all in this little neighborhood. Yeah, it, right. that so was, I think the world was poorly constructed in that the Star Killer sequence going to blow it up, while I know you have a problem with it because it feels repetitive, uh, because it is yet again going to blow yeah. up a big world destroying thing. Uh, I, I agree with that, but I think you could have done something different and still had all the same character beats. Because I love the last half hour of the movie, but I disagree with you. I don't care about the X Wing stuff at the end, I think it's uninspired. I think that there's no drama. I never think that Poe is in danger for one second. But the you know when if oh, you no, know, I was talking about when uh, when they on save the planet, planet. Yeah. right? Yeah. But when you're in a New Hope, when you get to the end of New Hope, when they're attacking the all, Death Star, when they're attacking the Death Star, all the characters that we followed the whole movie are there. Luke and R two are in the ship. R two uh, Vader is out there too. Yeah. Leia and three PO are back at the base, and then Han and Chewie come and save the day. They're all there. By the time you get to Jedi. They're all split up, but we care about everybody, right. and they're split up. We're watching Han and Leia on the ground, we're watching Luke fighting Vader, and we're watching, okay, Lando, but we're watching the Falcon try to pull up the Death Star. <laughs> That's very smart, the Falcon, because it makes you care more. Yeah. But we care about all those different things. Even in Phantom Menace, where they split it up, take the quality out of it. We've been with Anakin the whole movie, so when he's fighting the droid control ship, we're with a character that we know, right? When... On the ground, Jar Jar's fighting the battle. We're with a character that we know. Right. And when we have, obviously, the best part of that movie, the lightsaber battle, we're with characters that we know. In this movie, part of the problem is Poe is great in his little spurts. But I didn't care about him that much because he didn't have much to do. And and he and so I wasn't with that battle at all. And so I loved everything that had to do with Han and everything to do with Finn and everything to do with Rey in that last act. But the Starfighter stuff fell flat to me because... One, the Starkiller base was just felt like an add-on, like a obligation that they had to have to have we some have kind to of have thing a to blow giant up. imperial something threat. to blow yeah. up. Yeah, um, and that and the the destruction of it yeah. didn't. I, I was not invested in the destruction of it. I was so much more invested in Han confronting his son, mm. and I was so much more invested in Rey finding out who she was or finding the Force. Although she is the fastest Force. First learner in history, <laughs> um, but but just the the sense that I, I think that one thing people should give Lucas credit for is that even in the prequels, the worlds were much more meticulously created, and that 
He's there, a design there, guy. He, yeah, yeah, he's a concept guy. He's an idea guy. Not a great writer anymore, and maybe not a good storyteller anymore. But as far as the worlds, like even in the prequels, this just felt it felt too small. Well, going on that point, even when they go to hyperspace at any point in this movie, it's like, hey, we're going to hyperspace. All right. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Well, now we're like, on our destiny. Well, everything felt rushed. There was, yes. Like one of my complaints. Everywhere, yeah, there's a lot everywhere of they the... go, everywhere they go, someone picks up a comm link and says, "Hey, the droids here." Yeah. And you're like, everywhere they go, there's a new, there's a first order spy, yeah. and apparently also a resistance. Well, there's spy. so much that happens, and then they're there, and they're, they're there at the bar, the and they both get to the bar, and they both get to the bar to show up to find them, right? Very quickly when. Again, that makes the galaxy feel small. Like yeah. they're just running around the corner to yeah. get there. And I, I, so that was the, my one giant disappointment in the movie was it, it was epic in emotion and it was epic in, uh, uh, obviously in the nostalgia, but just in the emotion and the characters. But the scale of it was very small. Um, and I, and I did not feel any stakes. And I, I argue that if you take the Starkiller base out of it, nothing that you love in the movie would be gone. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. That's and, it, and th- that was my reaction when I saw the final trailer and I saw the Starkiller base. I was like, "They're building another Death Star." Yeah. Does the Empire not have any new with ideas? another really well, bad that, design that, flaw? That, yeah. That's that's yeah. <laughs> the single point of failure. Actually, like, the one thing that I liked about oh. that is when Poe does go inside. It wasn't just shoot this one thing and you're done. It actually felt very video gamey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had to yeah, go around the perimeter. And and they did that a couple All times. They were escaping cells. the Star Destroyer, and Poe was yeah. like, "We got to take out these turbo lasers." Yeah. Like, right? No, just fly down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to I, fly by. You don't have to fly like, by the turbo lasers. That kind of stuff is fun because yeah. it gives Finn something to do. Yeah. It gives, yeah. Yeah. It gives so, them yeah, a chance. Yeah, that's why my biggest was I felt like the the world building, and I know we're in an established world, but we're not. We're in a whole right. new world. Well, well world especially building. if they're not going that to the, use the, the established world. That the yeah. world building failed. Well, and, and actually, that kind of dawned on me too, um, that whole concept of being a smaller world. And I am almost willing to accept it because in this new world, we don't have the Republic and the Empire. We have the Resistance in the, fir- in, in the, the First Order. Yeah. And maybe they are just kind of confined to this small sector of the galaxy That's for true. all we know. Yeah. Right. We haven't but, seen... But, but not, though, because they watched the Republic blow up from their backyard. Yeah, that... Well, still. but, that, but the, yeah, and the, that, that could be... I don't think that's the Republic being blown up. I think that's some Republic... How right, that more be, impactful would it have been if they had blown up Coruscant? Yeah, that's what I thought right. it was. Yes, I mean, right. our fucking well, yeah. minds would have exploded yeah, yeah, if yeah. they had blown up Coruscant. Well, but, yeah, but it, they it even they been, mentioned they going to the outer rim and never actually make it out right. there. So to yeah, me, like they, they never left that neighborhood. And the slowest moving laser. And, and, yeah. and, I, and like I said, the, the hyperspace thing, there's all these long sequences in the original trilogy where, hey, that's where Luke is learning to be a Jedi while they're on board. Well, that's supposed to take hours and days sometimes. Yeah. So I have two big complaints with the movie. Number one is the pacing of it. I feel like there's... And, and you brought up earlier, and I agree, that, like, they had to throw a lot of stuff at people, but I don't... Like, I feel like the only time it slowed down and, like, you learned anything Breathed. about yeah. was it uh, when you got to Maz's. And that only lasted for a little while. And then people were just in, oh, we have to react to things in and, mode. And where did everybody at Mazas go? Did they just kill them all instantly? You don't know. Look, there was I, a lot I, of I think, people in that bar. I hope, yeah. I yeah. hope we find out more about her Did you later. catch the Mando flag out front? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was front and center. And a 501st flag. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but my other complaint, and if you count 
if you throw, if you're like me and you throw out the prequels, there's been four Star Wars movies, and three of them have had the same fucking plot. Yeah, yeah. Empire slash First Order has big world killing base. We have to blow it up. You can argue that that's not the plot of this movie. Yeah, you can argue that the plot of this movie is you're searching for Luke Skywalker, but at the end they have to deal with the base. No, that's true. Yeah, and. To me, that like I understand that this movie is a reboot slash rehash, almost a remake of A New Hope. I don't agree with that at all. Well, in a, a, in a lot of ways, it is. I think like, there were a they lot incor- of they nods, incorporate you know? they incorporate a lot into it. But I, I think, think there were thematic similarities. I think it's respectful to the saga idea of it rhyming. Using that, a a, I think that using but that as a plot device is too good. much of a nod, yeah. and it's exactly. lazy storytelling. And I also think that it's no coincidence that the movie that pretty much everyone universally regards as the best in the series, Empire, does not have that as a plot point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of over that, and I hope they don't fucking do it again in any of the others. Well, hey, and well the Spanish universe, they did it over yeah. and over. Yeah, that yeah. Was, No, I know. Well, what, yeah. what I'm hoping is that... So, my hope with to answer that criticism is that I'm hoping that JJ was like, all right, we're going to do it, we'll do it bigger, and this will be the last one. Well, like, they almost so make fun of it in the movie where he goes, yeah. we can blow it up. Like, oh, this one's six times bigger. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they, they, they're, they're calling so, out the fact that they're. Yeah, they're right. so meta with the in jokes yeah. on it that I kind of feel like. I, I feel like they're poking fun a little well, bit, and this may be the, the last one. The one thing I'll say it, about there's it. There's one character called Captain Meta. Yeah. <laughs> right. The one, the one so. thing I will say about it is that. The goal, actually, at the end, is not to go blow it up. The goal is for Han to find his son. And well, that is the, the goal... Means, that is the means for Han to get to... I'm talking dramatically. Dramatically, That is the yeah. means for Han to get to Kylo. And, and, like, when even when they get on the planet, and, like, Han's like, okay, how do we take the shields down? He's like, I'm just here... I'm here to save Rey. Yeah, right. right. They have their personal agenda. And so that in that way, it worked for me because it was yeah. it's a, that. It's a device, not the so driver. So it was in the background. But, yeah. but that could have been the, done with a, I, many I different I could do without the device. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like Chad said, if you take out Starkiller, everything that I love about this is still there. Yeah. And even worse than the clerk's conversation about blowing up the Death Star and Return of the Jedi, um, what this was a planet. It's got and, an ecosystem. Yeah, we don't know what... Uh, you know what the indigenous creatures of this planet are? Did you just wipe out an entire race? Dude, of you have to forget that Luke is a mass fucking murderer. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and what the hell is the deal with the sun? Does it regenerate and come back from us? No, or does well, it move from system? Well, because really, if you destroy a sun, you've destroyed the entire. That's what they do when they blow up the planets in the same system that they're in. Right. That would have the whole. That whole system would right. go to shit. Yeah, right. Because we just took out the sun and moved on. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, but one script change and it fixes that, and all they would have had to say is instead of using the word sun, just refer to it as a star. But even then, I mean, it's still there's still there's the sun star. A star is a sun, just depending on what right. Point but of view I mean, like the, the emphasis that we think of, like, that we have point of view. That we point of view. The point of view. Well, what they would have say we launched this weapon here. It travels through hyperspace, which right. they, they yeah. did do in in the books with yeah. the in I forget yeah. what series, right. the New Jedi Order or something, where there's the hyperspace kind of weapon that blows up. Like, no, it yeah. was in no, Jedi Academy, one of the trilogies, the Jedi Academy trilogy. I think the Sun Crusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sun Crusher. The ship that like flies through. The Star Killer was like a combination of the Sun Crusher and Dark Saber. Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. the, both of those. But it could have traveled together. through hyperspace and hit Coruscant or hit Chandrilla or right. hit uh, Sullust or Naboo or something. Mm-hmm. And they, it seems like they were so afraid. They were so afraid of previous. <laughs> 
things and they wanted to keep it in their yeah, own world. Yeah, that was really I, odd. I am a giant Star Wars nerd, but I don't... The, none, all these planets were made up and I don't know what was blown up. I just don't know what planets no, were. Right, I don't, no, yeah. We saw one shot of them and like I said, it looked like the Federation from the new, from, from Star Trek. Like a, kind of an idyllic place. We got one shot of a close-up of a woman going, going oh my god, we're going to die. And then the whole world goes and up. They died. And yeah. it was so... It didn't have the impact that even Alderaan had. Yeah. yeah, you know, it, it didn't. It well, didn't that's what we saw. We saw knew somebody who was Alderaan was Leia's homeworld, yeah. and, and we like, saw her reaction. Saw her reaction. Oh my god! And she gets over it fast because she's ten minutes later. She's making quips, yeah. but the idea is that she's compartmentalizing it. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to affect the resistance at all that yeah. this happened. Well, and this is a world with no ocean well, safety standards. They don't care. We also, we also, yeah. though... I didn't check with the railings. I didn't see no, anything. Yeah. We also like railings in the Empire and... What we, we also have to be aware yeah. that the re- resistance is operating outside of the purview of the Republic and while the resistance is trying to preserve peace in the galaxy or whatever it is they're doing, doesn't mean they necessarily have any respect for the Republic. Well, I'm no, not saying sure. they weren't upset by the deaths of millions of people, yeah. but they may not be as closely tied to the Republic well, as... The Republic pilot, though. Well, and I was. I was telling you during the resistance. Was. Yeah, but they're still the Republic is. They it, should have had. They people could, we should have had more of a reaction. We could have felt did. that more, but you know, we yeah. we don't know what that relationship. Well, and is. I wonder if it wasn't not that they're poor world builders, but that it was a deliberate choice. Because keep in mind, we go New Hope. You know, the original trilogy. Effectively, you're dealing with three characters: Luke, Han, and Leia. Right. You at, at, a, at, at a minimum, well, and I so four. But at a minimum, we've doubled that yeah. in this new story. And I almost feel like the only planet they mention is Jakku. And they even name, that... They name a couple others. Well, but yeah. even that, like, the only planet of real substance is Jakku. And even that, it's like, why do we keep going back to this one planet? It's almost like they're purposely... That was a good line. Why yeah. does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Right. It's like they purposely are saying... We're taking this story and we're bringing it down to a micro level, and we're focusing on people over planets. But you still have a weapon that's going to destroy the galaxy. So well, I agree that the work. weapon was dumb, but I'm just wondering yeah. again if that's the last time they're doing the the world yeah. destroying planet. We're using this as a canvas, and we're just going to focus on these yeah. six people, seven people, and, and then we can expand from there. I, Let's but bring but if, you new, if you go to New Hope. Even though in A New Hope, one of the thing, great things about it is you really don't know what's going on in the outer galaxy. Right. But what's very clear is there's an evil empire, right, that rules the galaxy, and our characters are the scrappy rebels, revolutionaries, terrorists, whatever you want to call them. They're trying to take it down. The they're trying to take it down. Right. down. right. They're trying to take it down. That's very clear cut, very early. Big bad empire, little good rebels, mm-hmm. right? In this movie, it's much more convoluted. It's much more vague, mm-hmm. even. Uh, like you said, what is the Republic? What is the Resistance? All this stuff yeah. in the in the books and everything, they're clarifying that some. But again, but that doesn't help the movie. But, that right. my but dad's least, not going to read the books. But at least we didn't have know. like ten minutes of trade dispute. But yeah. see, I like that stuff more. I that's the problem. They were trying that to stay was... away from the politics of the prequels that everybody hated, but they went too far the other yeah. way. Yeah, they eliminated them too not, much and explained nothing. Well, and I will we, say, I, I, if I had a gripe with this, is that there's. It's, it's a hard gripe to have because I can understand why they did it to an extent. There's not a lot of balance in this. Yeah. You know, this this movie has to wildly swing in multiple directions. And what I'm hoping for in 8 and 9 is that we get a little more, now that we know who the people are, we know who the players are, right. the chessboard can settle a little bit and we can get a little more balance open up our scope a little bit more. We've got room to breathe in the story because we don't have to 
fit in new characters and show how they relate to the old characters. And there's less moving parts, and we can kind of put all the gears together, and they run more. I'll say one more quick point before I see the floor. Mm-hmm. Is that this is my brother's point, so I need to bring it up, and he referred to this as well. Uh, the movie needs to be fifteen to twenty minutes longer. Yes. Well, and yeah, that leads yeah. into what I was just getting ready Give to it say. Give it much more breathing room, and you could have that stuff and still have what yeah. you have. It could I, be fifteen minutes longer. No one would have complained. No, no, no. no. it was either a self-imposed or studio-imposed. It, I guarantee you, it's a Disney thing. You know, I, I realize that this may not be the nature of the galaxy necessarily. But one scene of failed diplomatic negotiations between the First Order and the Republic could have covered or, or so or much. Yeah, story. referring yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. right. We're talking about at least it. telling us what the Republic's relationship with the First Order is. Seeing, right. seeing Hux doing a discussion uh, that, with that somebody could have five minutes, minute minute like even just like a throwaway yeah. First Order diplomat. Yeah. Or how about this? Let, let's. let's how about the opening scroll tell us like it's supposed to? Well, As yeah. opposed to just telling us, Luke Skywalker's missing. Yeah. We can find that out easily in dialogue. Mm, but right. what we can't learn is, they could have very easily in those three paragraphs answered a lot Every of our question questions we have, yeah. and then went into the story. But yeah. instead they made it personal and about Luke and Leia and everything. Right. Um, don't even get me started on the map. I don't understand why a man would want to disappear and then leave a map on how to find him. Okay. Um, that makes no sense. But the but that's Star Wars. It's fine. Whenever something doesn't make sense, you go, eh, because Star Wars. Because right. Force. Because Force. Because Star Wars. But but yeah, the, the they could have given the movie more time to breathe. Um, given maybe even that final battle scene more. I think I think a lot was cut out of Jakku. I do I, there were a lot of cuts uh, because of the like certain characters like Constable Zuvio and stuff who they sold as figures who who. Uh, were to have bigger roles in that stuff. There are work. so many figures that are on screen for like three seconds. But, yeah. but that's Star Wars. Wars. That's what it they've is. always and they, and done. They you can't didn't complain really about figures that were not the toys. The only minutes. reason anybody's complaining about that now is because they're paying $20 for figures instead of three. I know. <laughs> I paid $20 for my for my Zuvio when I wanted to meet him. Right. Well, that's yeah. your own fault, though, because that is an ugly figure. It is an ugly figure. <laughs> but, but, but Captain Phasma sold out. But it, that would have been a joke. Oh, I've been hunting for a Phasma. Alright, so. I haven't gotten now. Yeah, yes. no, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, we're not moving I'm on. Tapping, we're I'll just moving out. on from chat. I'll tap it. <laughs> well, does anybody else want to get theirs out? No, go ahead. No, no, I'm I got mine in. This, this was my big complaint with the movie, and it's two scenes where it was way too obvious that Ray and Finn were stand-ins for us. Uh, and it was when uh, we see when Han's walking through the map, and he says... It's all real. And we cut to Finn and Ray, and it's too obvious the <gasps> in their face for me. They are so obvious audience stand-ins that it just throws me right out of the movie. Hmm. And then at the when when Han goes to, to confront Ben, the door opens, they step out in the light, and they have that same look on their face that it's like Here's us watching this. Well, they're there to witness. Like as it, soon as they walk through the door, you're like, "Oh, he's fucking it, dead." It's like <laughs> it's like it's. But again, it, for it's me, like it was a new hope yeah. strong. I mean, it, we see it with, yeah. when we see Luke see it. For me, that feels natural. Yeah, but well, because no one gives himself up in that moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. It feels too unnatural. Like that. The these are audience stand-ins. Yeah. But and it throws me out of the movie. Everything in that scene, though, oh, was. So orchestrated to to milk every drop you know of emotion the from the sun going out, from yeah. them if you walking had any out. Doubts to like, I was going to survive that. As soon as Ray and Finn were there to witness oh, it, the yeah. second he goes, Ben, I'm well, a dead man. There's yeah. almost yeah. literally 
like jump cuts to each character in the room. Like there's Chewie, oh Kylo, Han, yeah. the kids. There's a stormtrooper going, "What's happening?" Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's very. That's gonna be a moment. It's gonna be robot chicken. That's an incredibly a quick question about heavy robot handed. chicken. Um, with robot chicken, right? Where did they get Luke's lightsaber? That the janitor Cloud City gets. How did the janitor Cloud City just pick up the hand with the lightsaber? Well, she yeah. said that's a story for another time. That's it, why. Yeah. That's why I hope she's in more of the movies. Yeah, that's, that's a story, story for another. Yeah. Movie. You're just like yeah, thinking, because like, that is the original. <laughs> I, yeah, right, that's his. Like, it, it was right. a little bit of like, where, where did that? And I also don't believe, by the way, that Han would let the Falcon go for you. I, that doesn't. That, that that's that. That is actually. I'll I'll go yeah. ahead and go. That's <laughs> my biggest problem. Is there is no way Han just gave up on the Falcon? The only way I can reconcile that in my head is he's so distraught because obviously whatever happened with Ben uh, has messed. You know, Han has essentially given up on his yeah. son. He's yeah. given up on everything. It's, it's, it's very similar to in the books when Chewie dies. Yes, when Chewie dies was exactly thirty and, years and later. Han, thirty years later, by the way, and around the exact same time. And Han books. did leave the Falcon behind, and, and basically and, becomes an alcoholic. Yeah, in the in the books. But but it just within the context of the movies, you know, my gosh, how did he? How did somebody steal the Millennium Falcon from Han Solo? It'd be one thing if he had left it behind or lost it in like a dead. Well, even that, even that though, I feel like he would yeah. get it back. But it seems like he's been gone a while. Well, like he, he, he said, like yeah. he said that like you know they should have checked other places. So they you know were we should have double checked the Western Rim. But yeah. wait, here's an interesting point. But they're right. As soon as they get into space, they show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, here's part of that galaxy feeling well, small. Wait, is all of a sudden Hunter's up and goes, before we get, before like, we get too far away. flown in years, and as soon as it was powered up, Han had some sensors. But something the way I read just, that. Something yeah, just clicked with me, though. Um, when we see the yeah. force vision Everything of Ray being quick. left, when we see the force vision on Ray being left on Jakku, yeah. the guy dragging her away is Simon Pegg's CG yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's the guy that owned the Falcon. Right. Yeah. So stole the Falcon. Maybe that's all bullshit. Maybe nobody stole it. Maybe, maybe the it Falcon's there, there for a reason. Yeah. Like, well, there's more to that story. Well, maybe that this plays into that fan theory that Chewie's been working, like, with Yoda and all that from the... If you see that one where Yoda... Well, yeah, Yoda were manipulating. Yeah. But what's interesting is there's a lot in this movie that feels like it has to be explained through fa- flashbacks, and this franchise has never done straight-up well, flashbacks. Kathy Kennedy said that all the cast is coming back for the next movie. Which means... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so there's going to be something. something. But she said everyone's coming back. Yeah. Which, so, one, either means flashbacks, or two, Han's not dead, and that will piss me off. Yeah. If Han's yeah, not, not dead, not I'm going to... He has to be dead. I don't care how much they paid him, Harrison yeah. Ford has no interest in doing yeah. this at all. Also, he's, 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 not he's been trying to kill Hans. He's, yeah, he's not Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. He got run through he's even a Jedi. He's just he is fucking dead. Right? It wouldn't surprise me if they had to be. He's going to find well, him. He's mostly dead. He's <laughs> all the way dead. But to me, they made that very clear. Yeah. And he's going to fall into some sort of I was more traumatized by the fall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because the fall came, meant that was it, and his body's not there. Right. Well, and because yeah. it echoed, so Luke fell, but survived because he was caught, and we saw him survive. But then, out, and for Palpatine falls, you yeah. know, he's thrown down. Like yeah. falling, then again, if we don't Palpatine, see him get caught. 
Nope, Dark Empire doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if we if we see you fall and we don't see you get rescued, you're dead. Or set on fire. Or set on fire, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Have you seen, have you seen the YouTube clip? Five hours yes, of Vader burning is a No, we're not moving on from gripes yet. Oh, I thought you were moving on from No, no, no. Oh, that's what I was going to say is I know Noel's oh, yeah. got... Well, actually, one of, mine, no one, of mine is, one of mine is started kind of small and then it got bigger as I thought about it more. And it's the line, droid please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's not just that there's a little bit too much modern street lingo in these movies. Well, he also says hell no at one point. Well, which yeah, is... that that kind of bothers me a little bit. Also, um, C-3PO refers to minutes at one point in time, which I don't see. Oh, the, I don't know why they're doing that. at this point. In, I didn't get that. No, they always have. have. The Death Star will be in range in thirty minutes. minutes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just they feel like that kind of takes me out of it. Yeah, um, but why would the why would the character of Finn? Be so cavalier, like if he was raised from uh, right. from a child to be a trained killer. He was too charismatic. Yeah, he had yeah he had way too much of a character for somebody who's been in that situation his whole life. If well, they'd explained they, that he, you know, if he'd explained that hey, I was obsessed with you know these other cultures and I've been sneaking and I've you know I, I pull up oh, my iPad been, and I've been if he had been conscripted. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do say a bit of. Um, where there's the one point where they're talking about, where they're showing and we see little Finn's baby picture. And they're talking about, well, he's been through the conditioning. And yeah. it helped. And he so works in sanitation, and this was his first battle. So it's entirely possible that he has not been the best, like, most with it, as far as, like, get with the program kind of stormtrooper. Again, uh, read before the awakening. Yeah. He's supposed to be a really great, in there, they picked him as a really great soldier. It uh, is his first battle. Well, like, really great in training. But, uh, and, and they also... Well, yeah, that doesn't dismiss remote. the movie. That doesn't dismiss the movie. He threw you in your books. That does it. Forgive the movie. Even, even without the book, though, he is very clearly not a standard stormtrooper. He very clearly yeah. has not accepted what the First but Order has put not? into him. I agree with Noel. Why yeah. not? Yeah. He's yeah. too sociable. Yeah, we. we I, I feel like I need to know more about him. He has a sense of him. humor. Why should he have a sense of humor if he's basically yeah. the equivalent of a clone? But and if he's so against killing... Then why is it the no, first chance he gets? I won't kill for them. Yeah, yeah he won't kill for them. And I think but how many of those people were people who wants to do what's right? He wants, to, and he feels that this is he right. Won't kill, he's got he won't kill. But how does it that he have a personal relationship? Because well, clearly he, he had a personal right. relationship with one of the other yeah, soldiers. Yeah, right. that one bloodies his mask. Yeah. He obviously cares. That about can't him. be the only person he's had a bond with through all these years. Yeah. So uh, the fact that he's just, I'm going to go ahead and just shoot wildly in this in this hangar and kill whoever I can. Yeah. Also, kind of bothered me. At that yeah, point. I, I just, I, I agree with you. I think he had, in a weird way, and I, I love John Boyega, and I thought he did a good job. He had too much personality from the outset. Yeah, that, that it should developed have, over time. That should have developed. <laughs> By the end of this movie, he should maybe have a little bit more personality. But, but the thing is, they got to make us love him in that first. And there was some innocence yeah. too, because yeah, when he asks Ray, "Do you have a boyfriend? A cute boyfriend?" <laughs> I kind of like that. But why would he? Yeah. Because he's he's never he's never felt a woman's touch in his life. He's very shy around other than oh, so he is other, than, other than you got to do it smashing him around. Yeah. It's bullshit. But no. but the droid hey, please, the droid please line as much no, as five hundred million dollars actually that's not a fair deal. But this is um, my basement, not my parents' basement. Droid please true. was no better than Excuse Me or Roger Roger. I didn't like Droid Please. It stood out. My other my other gripe is it better than Walking Earth though. What the fuck yeah. does the Force the Force Awakens mean? There's been an awakening. Well, he says there's been an awakening, and I think it's Ray. Ray. It's, it's Ray. 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 Yeah. Ray. Ray being taps into the bigger it, world. No, no, I are Jedi again. It, well, but, the, but or, there, or but there have been Jedi. Re-tapped I can't imagine the world that the, I, 
I think that the Knights of Ren, I disagree, but yeah. whatever, is the only. You know, I can't imagine that 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 Luke, well, that whoever Luke was training, was the only group of Jedi who were being trained. Yeah, where are the, all the other guys he was training? Yeah, well, okay, he slayed, I, I take it back. He one more gripe. Slayed them all. One more gripe. Luke loses a student who then joins the fucking New Empire and then runs away. Yeah. What, what is, is he? What is he? Fucking Chris Nolan Batman. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be more story. Like to that. that was weak. Well, There's got to be something that happened. happened. Well, my well, thing is the titles sound cool now, <laughs> and they, they 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 sounded cool in the prequel trilogy, but none of them meant anything. No, I think the Force Awakens absolutely means something. Yeah, I think it's yeah. about Ray. I mean, she's the main character of the movie. But the Phantom Menace, the 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 like they all mean something. See, yeah, to, you're to right. Me, they do. Phantom Menace. To me, a new hope fits better in this case because that's what she is. Yeah, the Phantom Menace. It's about it's about the danger that they don't see. Yeah, which like Attack of the Clones quite literally does pretty clear. Revenge of the Sith doesn't make any sense. Revenge of the Jedi would have made plenty of sense. Revenge of the Sith doesn't make but any sense. But a Jedi, Jedi What is the Sith the seeking revenge for? For, for, being being being, for being wiped out by the Jedi yeah. over generations yeah. and being impressed by the Jedi. Yeah. So yeah, he, he says he says in episode one, he says episode, we will have our revenge. Alright, we're getting Jedi we're getting to the point of too much contention, so it is time to uh to moving along. Uh, a thing that you think the general audience or, or anybody might have missed, like a small detail, a neat little thing. We've talked about a couple of things, yeah. uh, like the training droid on the Falcon. Uh, is there I, anything that you caught that... The Big Hero 6 cameo? Or <laughs> Easter egg. What? The Big Hero 6 Easter egg. What which was, what? when they go into the cantina... There are people that are battling with little round bots. Oh, oh, I wonder what that was. I was wondering what that was. Mm. I don't know for certain, but to me, I'm all, I, I feel like that was a big Hero Six because it looked exactly like yeah, those yeah, little robots. Right. That no, you're totally had. right. The, the little uh, segmented, yeah. whatever. You, yeah, you're I right. I love that the stormtrooper that reports to Kylo Ren that they can't find Ray is a woman. So that makes two female characters in Stormtrooper armor: the her and Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. And that the Stormtrooper <laughs> exactly. That's the that's one that's right. She needs the Boba Fett. She needs more. She is time. totally Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, but that the she fact got that they're like women Stormtroopers. So you know, barely. Barely. Yay! I love that. I love, and that they didn't call any attention to it. Just it was a woman's voice talking to it to him and saying, "We can't find her." Okay. Well, and it was one of the, so the voice actors from Clone Wars and Rebels got uh-huh. a lot of dip little parts, and that was one of them. I think oh, okay. Jessica Tabor, okay. who I forget who she voiced. Catherine Tabor. Or Catherine Tabor. Yeah. You're sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, She's Padme. Yeah, that was her voice okay. as the Stormtrooper. So they, they were throwing out lots of little, like, little we're, we're embracing this universe. This is a very broad scope universe. We've got people of all different kinds. Mm-hmm. And by the way, yes, here's James Arnold Taylor and Catherine Tabor and Daniel Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Cameo. Daniel oh. Craig. He was the... Uh, yeah. And I'll drop my weapon. Yeah, <laughs> he was the stormtrooper that she forced... Did the um, Jedi mind the trick. Jedi Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that. I, I, yep. I, as I'm watching, I was like, this this stormtrooper is getting way too much screen time and too many lines. That There's no way that's not somebody. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and oh, sure Craig. enough, it's Daniel Craig. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. The dropping the weapon was the best part. And yeah. the dropping the weapon. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and the, uh, the other one that I like were the two stormtroopers as... As Kylo Ren yes. smashing it up, <laughs> just turn and say, "Nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> we got nowhere else to be." Oh, we got we, we took the wrong turn on our roll. Uh, I actually feel like there was a lot of the a lot of the cartoon sensibility in throughout this one as well. Like a lot of stuff you got in the Clone Wars in Rebels that you know, particularly behavior of the stormtroopers. Where they get more screen time than they've gotten in any, even the prequel trilogy, than they've gotten anywhere before. 
And uh, so you got to see them do kind of fun, silly things like that. Yeah, I love these stormtroopers. They had personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look cool. I like the new yeah. helmet design. The armor sits on them a little weird. Yeah, they're if they're a little big shouldered. Yeah. yeah, the armor sits on them a little strange, especially you know I, I thought, but makes um, them look a little. How long do you figure before we get a uh, spin with in his clone armor, but the helmet comes off, so we know it's Finn? We'll get that. Oh, oh yeah. it's got. You we'll, can we'll, or you can just pop easily. pop yeah. the head off a Finn pop. figure and stick and it on a stormtrooper. Oh yeah, but they'll they'll do that and sell it to us. Right. Yes, <laughs> little things for me were like, yeah, that Finn's call sign was twenty one eighty seven, which is a callback um, to Princess Leia's cell number. Um, I don't know if everybody caught. You just it. said cell number, and that means something totally different than That's it did true. in nineteen seventy seven. Let's find out what cell this princess of yours is in. Twenty one eighty seven. You go and get her. I'll hold him here. Uh, is exactly. Was there eleven thirty eight? Princess Leia's cell number. Sure That's the name of an album or something. Um, I'm not one hundred percent sure my audience caught. Han calling him Ben because unfortunately Ben rhymes with Ren. Right. So yeah. it's a little. Yeah. I even doubted it for a second until yeah, I yeah, my nah. brother and my dad heard the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I checked the novelization. <coughs> I was waiting to see if he called him Jason. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad he's not Jason. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, well, but he is Jason. Yeah, he is. He is Jason. But that's not a little the bit. story they're telling. Let's get yeah. into the EU stuff a little bit. So many parallels. We got to save it. Yeah, we have to. We'll save it for that. Yeah, we'll save it for when we go deep. But. Um, so yeah, little things besides that, yeah, like the Mandalorian flag uh, or Death the mouse droid, yeah. mouse droid, yeah. but it was like kind yeah. of a bigger mouse droid. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Like, yeah. It's right at the, when they're unloading uh, Ren on at the very beginning on the uh, new super or the new Star Destroyer. Mm. One runs through the crowd. I'm oh, guessing nice. non-Star Wars these probably didn't. Maybe maybe they probably caught on Akbar, but maybe not Nine Nub. Yeah, Akbar and Nine Nub. Yeah. That was when well, I had to wait till the credits to see if it was actually Nine Nub or if it was just another Celestial. That was definitely. Definitely the scene where Dennis Lawson was supposed to be in it, where Wedge was supposed to be in it, but he yeah. said, he turned it down. But that was obviously where Which, he should have been. He apparently does something to get paid. Gosh, uh, yeah. yeah, he just he's got, he's just whatever his thing is. He's just know. not but interested. He, but he should have been in that scene. That's the scene yeah. he would have. Oh my gosh! Uh, I know being in that, that was scene, that, I love that um, scene with them around. Hartman was there though. Was <laughs> that uh, right. the bearded guy? Was that Jan Dodonna? No, Jan Dodonna. No. That actor's long dead. Who was the Who was the guy with the beard? Then he felt significant to me. The I guy at the beginning, just a, just yeah. a beardy oh, guy. At the beginning? No, no, no. At the end, no, no. Which also, I was expecting a little bit more of him. That guy's got to have some kind of backstory. I was expecting him to be them to reveal his name, and I'd be like, ah, but it wasn't. Right? No, it wasn't. I didn't recognize the name. No, it was an old friend, and I'm like. It's, cool. it's at the uh, resistance meetings. Uh, there's a guy with a long white beard that looks very similar. Maybe they're just you know there's going to be other guys that are no, there. Right. There was yeah. the I forgive me. It was the Asian guy who was there. I don't remember his name. Who was, was not there. a good actor at all. Uh, Young from Lost. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't him. Yeah, it was. Oh, I gotta was? say, yeah. seeing, seeing Greg Grunberg in a, oh. I actually that's that's part of it. It took me out of it yeah, a lot. I, didn't like I, that. Just, yeah. I don't like him in everything that J.J. Abrams is doing. Well, was, he a, was he a Porkins stand-in? Yeah, um, seemed to be. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But he didn't die. JJ but he talked, and he talked, yeah. and he actually was like seemed strategic. He was a he was a major character. But Ello asked you J.J. said he's his lucky charm. He's no, he puts him in everything. I know. Yeah, he's in there too. He's very funny in Mission Impossible Three. Yeah, I don't dislike the guy, but very much like Pat Oswalt, seeing him was just like. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it took me out, me out of the family. Patton was in it? No. No, no. no. Okay. no, no, no. That's Pat- from our Mr. Science Theater episode. Anytime I see Patton Oswalt in a thing, I'm like, oh, look, it's Patton Oswalt. And it, 
blows the narrative for me. It ruined the last Blade movie for me. That did it? I didn't know who Patton Oswalt was at that point, so no, it didn't. Okay. Carrie Fisher's daughter was in it. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat. And she had the layup on I like the thing, actually, one of the first shots where BB 8 rolls up, it's the Bad Robot logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <there was laughs> at least yeah. one, possibly two. I'd have to go back. I'm gonna when I see it again, I'll listen. Uh, Wilhelm screams. Although yeah. they're much they did it very early in the movie. Yeah, I, I it, it's like, in the tie when they're stealing the tie fighter. Right. Is when I I thought I heard it. Conferred with somebody else. He said, "Yes, I think I heard it too." And when I saw it the second time, I listened specifically. I think there may even be two. It's just blended much cleaner than it was in the old ones, where there yeah. there are like five of them in the Battle of Endor mm-hmm. yeah. that are all very just clearly like, "Oh, they hit the button." Yeah. This time they kind of blended it in a little. Bit. I was glad though that they got it out of the way early. It was right, like, okay, right. Now like, I was okay. like, they got. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, and they well, they kept made the force be with you until almost the end. Yeah, yeah. is anybody surprised that Kylo kept all of his limbs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I thought they cut his head off. Yeah. I thought he got his hand chopped <laughs> oh, off at first. Yeah, yeah I, I, thought he got a, I thought he got a hand chopped well, off too. But and I'm glad like he didn't because I was I was like, you can't have Ray murder him in, the, in their first. Encounter. No, not murder him, but just cut him off. I thought his head was cut off at one point. Well, yeah, he's going to be all scarred. The first swipe she takes, I thought she took his leg. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the black when that last that strike when he goes down, <laughs> that last strike when he goes down, I thought she'd taken his head off, and I was yeah. like, no fucking shit. Yeah, because I thought the hand was gone. The way they shot it, he goes from being Darth Vader to Darth Maul. Yeah, and I think that's also done intentionally. You you know, you're supposed yeah. to think that, have a moment oh, wow. of wait, and, and I wasn't up, sure because... I and then spoiled myself because a few months ago they announced that the only person in this cast that hadn't resigned was Adam Driver, and I was like, "Well, crap! That means he's going to die in this movie. He's going to be the Darth Maul." Right. And I'm really glad that's not true, and oh, we don't too. know. We assume he's you know going to make it to the next movie. Well, and I'm also glad and, he didn't lose any limbs. And they have this, we see that a lot. And they have the no Skywalker plan just cannot keep a limb. Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> the, the thing is, now they have the setup. Oh yeah, does. They have Ray's going to go train, and Kylo's going to go train. And then, and then, right. probably at the end of nine, when we get to nine, I am your. We're going to have the big fight. I am your brother. I think that's yeah. going to be awesome. No, we no not I am your brother. Just yes. fight. That would be I terrible. Have a, yeah, I, I, your <laughs> I have a feeling that the next movie is going to be like ninety percent universe building. In the yeah. training, we're going to learn X. We're all, well, you yeah. get parallel training of yeah. a Sith and a Jedi, which we never well, had if, before. If he well, that's if we see that was very fascinating. Well. Or but Snoke, like, yeah. Snoke very specifically said, "It's time for me to complete his training." Bring, yeah, yeah. Bring that's what I'm saying. Me. So we're gonna have we have this fledgling Sith and this fledgling Jedi. Oh, which I would get Survivor to do the music, and I'd be like, well, "How cool would it have been if the last shot of the movie?" Because you only see Luke for like ten seconds, and he's just fantastic. And I cry each damn time. But what would? How cool would it have been if the last shot of the movie? Was the lightsaber in her hand, and all and of a sudden, Jar Jar fly- turns No, around. it just flies out, and then. But it wouldn't have been yeah. cool because now we have an ambiguous ending. We don't know what okay, he's right. going to do. Because okay. you yeah. can't. Put Why would you go back to the stuff? metal hand yeah. and not right. take your flesh hand? Yeah, as a reminder, and I guess <laughs> it's better effects. Uh, it's, like it's, it's his hair shirt. It's his hair shirt. 
And like, he has been, he's been secluded. He's been away for okay. however long it's been. He ran out of gloves. He's deteriorated. I, I just, now, 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 why is there no gloves? gloves? Is a good he's, just been, he's been staring at, <laughs> he's been on a cliff staring at the sea for like 10 years. I don't know. Yeah. It's very sad. can't have a glove because it'd be white. That'd be two Michael Jacksons. Yeah. I want to give so much credit though to Mark Hamill. He acted in the fuck out of that oh my God. second. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, that's the first time and we just see the shadow you know we just see the little bit of his face I start to well up he throws the hood back I'm in full <laughs> oh my god and the look on his face is such a mixture of pain yeah. and regret you think Han and, die well that's oh, the, yeah. the, the no, realization sure. at that point in time sure. that oh my god Han wanted to see his friend again and yeah. he's not going to no you know because, you know, it, all and the other things about Han dying in that scene were so emotional, but I even wasn't even thinking about his yeah, connection right. with Luke at that point yeah. in time until you see Luke. And I was like, he hasn't felt oh. it, that's a really awkward conversation they're about to have. So, I brought your lightsaber back. I'm Force-sensitive. I'm here to be trained. By the way, <laughs> oh, so your best friend was killed by a son that you trained and fucked up. But anyway, but, yeah. can you but the look, and the look on her face, too, of hope and fear. Yeah. At the same time, right. well, remember she, she says early she thought he was a legend. She yeah. thought he was a myth. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it was brought up earlier <coughs> about uh, R2D2 reactivating. Yeah. What's What's the story there, you guys? I have no fucking idea. So he Ray shows up. He, so well, you, you've got to you've got to. Ray think. shows up and has the saber. Yeah, Ray right. shows up and has the saber. But Ray also hadn't shown up around R2 until that point. So is it Ray or is it the saber or is it both? Does that mean R2 is force sensitive? What does R2 is force What does the lightsaber have to do? Lightsaber's been there before. Finn had it because well, that's the saber that he loses at the end of Empire. Right. So I think it's Ray. It's got to be Ray. I think but it's Ray showing yeah, up. Yeah, and because yeah. Finn has it too, though, so it's not. Yeah, Finn has I think it's there. Ray yeah. showing up. R two knowing. Well, we've always Finn, known R two has been a weird droid. Well, but yeah. he, so fan wankery. He totally needs right? a memory. Like, like, so totally. my theory <laughs> that I my theory that I is not mine. It belongs to all the people I've ripped off parts of it from, including my best friend, as we've been chatting about it. Ray is Luke's daughter. Kylo went batshit, killed. Ray's mother, that's the grave that Luke is staring at when Ray comes up and sees him standing there on the, the mountainside. So they drop her off, meaning R2 knows who she is. She shows up and R2 goes, oh shit, she's the here. here. The kid's here. It's time to show them where dad is because shit's about to go if down. If that's the case, into that fan theory, then R2 and Chewie have been running things If that's the case, I feel like the scene should have been her interacting with R2 in some way. Oh, she was also there by him. She or, was also there well before that. Right? When they're planning, no, she never makes it up because she's yeah. been that before where they go to. Yeah. When they're planning the mission and stuff? Yeah, she's not there. She's kidnapped off of... Oh, she's kidnapped. That's right. The, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah, kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. But, but there needed to be a scene with her in proximity to R2-D2 as opposed to... What, did he just sense her on the planet? Or the, or is the idea that he's just been doing calculations yeah. this whole time and he finally figured it out? And that could be that. That was my original... You know, like, Eureka! That secret tells me I can wake up now! That I'll take. Or we don't know what BB-8 told him. Yeah. So BB-8... Might well, have known like, something. Hey, I got I got like a tenth of a map. You got the rest, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hey, I think and we don't know what BB-8 knows. So, but BB-8 interacted with him 
before when yeah. like they first got. Well, that's what I'm saying. BB-8 could have been like, "Hey, I've got this chick. I'm gonna bring her back." Also, and hey, R2D2 still begs the question: If you don't want to be fine while be found, why is there a map? R2 was like, "Don't wake me up until Solo's dead." Why is R2 like this? Why is R2 treated like the treadmill that you don't use in your house with like a blanket thrown over it? Well, I think the answer. I think the answer. He was sleeping, and it was a cover. I think the answer to if you don't want to be found, why a map? Like Han even said earlier, like some people who know Luke best think that he was going to find the first Jedi Temple. So maybe that's a map that Luke made. Figured out this is the first Jedi it. temple, and Fair then enough. he broke it right. apart. It's not yeah, necessarily well, they not. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's well, they did it. That's good. Yoda went into seclusion as well and told everybody he was going to the Dagobah system. I mean, well, so told, maybe it's just everybody. Like, but, yeah. I mean, he told enough people. <laughs> that was like, he told that two people. He told two people. He told Kenobi and he told right. But I mean, at the same time, it was like he posted on the alt dot Jedi. I'm going to go hide from everybody now. I'll be in the Dagobah system if you need me. Checked in on Foursquare. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> on Grinder. I'm the... I'm the, I'm the <laughs> mayor of... Yeah. Right 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 oh, God! Right left! Yeah. It was... But, no, I, I... That's actually a really good point, that it's it's not a map to Luke, it's a map to the temple. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. Um, that, that, is probably, that is probably what You're it is. You're listening, right, Lucas? It that it probably is what it is. Avoid detection? Uh, no, exactly. But I, I do think the R2 waking up when he did just reeked of screenwriting. It just reeked It was the Force. Yeah. Well, there's... There's a lot of convenience. R2, R2 awakens. Maybe. The, yeah. <laughs> the droid awakens. So he's he finally finished well, his formatting. Lucas always said R2 was his favorite character, and then he's the hero of the whole thing. He went into it. could have been like, you know what? Exactly. You know how many times I fixed the goddamn, that goddamn ship, and Solo didn't thank me once? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Gerald. <laughs> well, he kind of was. I mean, Jesus Christ, he could hack into everything. Yeah. Every he was day. a Swiss Army bot. Right, he really is. Like, the NSA would love to have R2 because they'd be like, fuck, we got this. The NSA would also love to have a Death Star. Because he can or keep a secret, too. Or, I mean, let's just come on. R2 can also <laughs> obviously keep a secret because he witnessed all the prequels and has, right. didn't tell anybody dick. <laughs> he also, he also had a bunch, of, a bunch of abilities that he is like, ah, fuck it, I'm not, not going to use I'm that. I'm not going to fly anymore. I love the fact yeah. that, <laughs> that R2 is a potty mouth, though. Like, how dare you call me that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he swears like a sailor. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, to wrap up, because we do need to wrap up, sadly, does anybody have any final thoughts, anything, uh, you want to get across, any brief speculation about what we may see, or what you'd like to see? I want more answers in world building. I think, yeah, yeah I, I think we definitely yeah, I, I'm expecting yeah, that we will get that. that. Um, but we get, like, a slower pace and more character development. Yeah. I think that's why they. I mean, they they got the specific directors they got to make yeah. the next two movies based on what their fortes are. Is what I'm kind of hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go, go ahead. Who who are we talking about? Uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, who did Looper and Brick, is doing uh, episode eight. And who also made the only terrible episode of Breaking Bad. And then Colin. Whoever no, directed oh. Jurassic World, yeah, which I'm, yeah. I'm not, I am not stoked about his involvement. No, me either. Because I'm I, not stoked about Ryan Johnson's involvement. Either, so. Well, I like his first two movies, but I thought Looper was a piece of shit. So I'm not super I like excited. Super. I'm not yeah, super. I like Looper too. It's a really bad screenplay. 
Um, and if you break down Looper, well, I watched it. I didn't read if, it. If you break down Looper, it it makes zero sense. Um, I think I think it's as a long as time cast time are writing the movie, just because the conceit doesn't. Work. At least if well, I have a here, here's yeah. the deal. Like, yeah. but, the but, but there were for it doesn't it doesn't really. I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who's directing them because it does. But yeah. like, these are Kathy Kennedy's movies, right? Like, yeah. and these are Disney's movies at this right. point, yes. and like they're like. They're going to have a formula that whoever is picked is going to need to have to follow. Yeah, I mean, look what they've done they, with they, Marvel. They, but yeah. with Marvel, I mean, that they've left Marvel is like, okay, well, there's certain things you can't do, but well, Marvel still right, yeah. is but, running so, the show. So here, here's the thing: like, in Mar- in Marvel's case, like they were taking something that hadn't been a success, necessarily a huge success before, and starting something. In Star Wars' case, they're taking. A property that was devalued as a franchise because of those prequels. Not but it was still not monetarily, dude, yeah. not, not monetarily, yeah. but like. But we're talking Disney. We're talking money. Yeah, well, and they're about to build an episode one that still made more than all the rest of them. And that's yeah. Disney's well, not after this one. Disney wants to make well, money this one, on this franchise for eternity. Yeah. They're not well, going to. My, let... my thoughts on the filmmakers are, are this: that uh, I think it's very close to what Marvel does. Is that you have in this case Kathleen Kennedy, um, in Marvel's case Kevin Feige, kind of looking over things mo- more like a showrunner on a television show than producers. Yeah, they're hiring directors that are. The thing is, people always complain about directors. They make a shitty big movie, and then they make another shitty big movie. But the pool of people who have helmed the two hundred million dollar movie is so small that even if you've helmed a small two hundred million dollar movie. It's still a skill that only a couple dozen people have in the world, yeah. and so you get an, you get that job again and again. But what they're hiring is they're hiring. Would it be awesome to see like David Fincher take a stab at one, oh, or yeah. Spielberg take a stab at one, or someone like mm-hmm. that? Yeah, but that's not what those guys do. They do their own things. Right. Right. Yeah. They're getting those next tier guys, and I'm going to use the word. And Noel knows I don't think that this is a bad word, but the word hack, which is people use it as a negative term. It's not a negative term. A hack is a a horse for hire. Right, it just means they're a director for hire. What mm-hmm. they're getting is guys that are directors for hire, that are going to come in and do their jobs. Not in a bad way. It doesn't mean they don't have their own visions or anything like that. But they're getting guys who, if you hire a David Fincher, you get he's in charge. Right. Just like you hire JJ, he's in charge. You hire, uh, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg to come in or Peter Jackson to come in. They're in charge. Well, that's why Edgar Wright did not work for Ant Man. Right. right. They're getting these guys who are capable of helming big movies because they've done it before. Right, and who will also, however, don't have the power or the pull to, you know, make it there. Who will, who will listen right. and who will toe the line? But Marvel does the exact same thing. They they took a couple of chances with Whedon and James Gunn, where they said, "Make your movie," right, right? and they just paid off. Yeah, but they they didn't. But but I think that they're hiring the right level of directors. I happen to not be a fan of these two guys, but that doesn't mean they're not going to be good because I, I again. Uh, Erwin Kirshner never made another good, never didn't make right. any more good movies. Richard Markran didn't make any other good movies. So yeah. that's not really, it's, it's, Star Wars is almost more like television, the fact that the producer is more powerful than the director. Well, yeah. you need, you need someone who has the skill to direct, but is also pliable 
and will play yep. ball and get with the program. Yep. So it's really more about their set of technical skills than it is about any kind of vision or anything right. else. And, 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 and there's only a handful of guys who can who have yeah. directed movies that big. And, and can do a particular whatever tone they're looking for for the movie. There's a reason they went with J.J. To reboot. For this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've said this before many, many times. It's a bit better drum drum and beat it again. J.J. knows character and he knows... Emotions, and that's exactly <laughs> what we needed. He's and not he's good also, on plot. He also made two flagging franchise viable again yes. right. in Mission yeah. Impossible and Star Trek right. yes. in the past. So you know he has a, he has a track exactly. record for these. Right. Well, and I will so, say this: the character development in this movie was better than it has been in any of the other movies. Right. Because yeah, if you look yeah, at, I I would it. even put it over yeah, Empire because it. well yeah because you had, you had introduced several new characters yeah. in this one so yeah. yeah I would actually go with that yeah I would put it over Empire as well because in Empire they were all established so you yeah. didn't have to yeah, yeah, Empire make, was building all, off of Empire what we just added hope. depth yeah. Empire's, yeah. Empire's all character yeah it's that's yeah but it's character once you get past the Battle of Hoth the whole movie is character. It, it's adding yeah. character to it's adding depth like uh, right like, uh, Gary said two characters that we already know. Where yeah. this gave you characters that you don't know. But, and what's, gave them some but at the end of the day, what's really the difference between Luke's journey in New Hope and Ray's journey in this movie? It's the same thing. Yeah, same But, but again, well, it's, but that's it's just a cycle. It's not any deeper. But it's, hero, it's not any deeper. It's though. Hero of a Thousand Faces. Right. Right. It's, it's like not deeper. Jesus, Beowulf. But, I, but that's like, what the next movie's about, and that's why they got the director they wanted. They got right. JJ so they, for this one for the setup. Next guy's going to tee off. Yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe this comes down to the actors as well because I feel like yes. Ray was I cared a lot more about her than I cared about Luke even as a kid Luke wasn't my guy no yes he, yeah. he was my but he just like I, I never I always liked Han better well I wanted to be Han yeah everybody yeah. wants to be but well, Luke was my hero yeah I mean Luke was the <laughs> hero. You know, I, mean, he's I wanted Han was I Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. I wanted to be Han with force powers. Mark Hamill does Mark not Hamill. get enough credit. For I, I'll agree with that, no. but I'll, I'll also say that Luke was never my hero. Maybe it's because I like brash smart asses. And so do I. Like I said, I want to be Han. I yeah. love Han. Han well, Han's is, the guy you know. I wanted to sleep with, and then Luke is the one I wanted to bring home the mom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Yeah. Although when I say hit my teenage years, it was I want to be big. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. want to force people. So you well, want yeah, to kill us? Yeah, that's that's during your metal phase. You you want to be yeah. Vader. Yeah, and then yeah. thankfully I've never grown out of that. I yeah. still want to be Vader. Well, right. if we haven't gone off the rails yet, now we have. Now <laughs> I've been holding. I've been holding off buying toys until I've seen the movie, and now I'm getting like a Kylo. I'm, I'm not, yeah, Kylo's Mike, I'm getting some of those. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, they're going to identify gonna with him way too much. I want to be bigger. <laughs> well, and they're releasing. This was false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, okay, we're about Zuvio. So yeah. his, his origin is on his box, which I don't, I don't have a Zuvio because I'm not collecting yeah. that scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, that. says he's a, a constable on Jakku. On Jakku. He's like a sheriff on Jakku who everyone thinks is a hard ass but is actually a good guy. Yeah. But in the Force Vision. I thought he was the guy that Kylo Ren stabbed yeah, in the back yeah, I thought that in front of Luke. Sure. Yeah. I just thought, that, sure, but uh, he, we don't see him on Jakku. He's not a character. Um, there is a short... They released a three kind of micro short stories for 99 cents on Amazon. Mm. Ah. Um, and one of them was called High Noon on Jakku. And it was about yeah, Constantine. Yeah. But I you wonder... Know, so I just I look at it and I go, like, at least... I was waiting for his presence. I think yeah. I think Jakku got cut down. 
Uh, well, wait, yeah. it's possible to cut it down to try to get the Han. Didn't go back yeah. like everybody wanted to. Oh, you know what? Though? I think they cut it down to get the Han faster. Yeah. It's still yeah. possible that. He, no, it's not. It's not. That it just seems. It just seems like they were like, we got to get that. We got to get that. Um, but it's also possible there was a name mix-up, like with the original toys with Zuckus and Forlom. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. wonder. <laughs> just no, I read the story. It's not. It's he's not there at all. And I really wonder how much impact because you know they say everything. The Vader comic is canon. We've got this mm-hmm. aftermath, Shattered Empire, whatever is canon. How much of that is actually canon? Canon. Well, I guarantee the movies don't really give a shit about any of the comics or any of the books. They will not directly... Oh, they swear. The comics and the books will not directly oppose anything in the movies, no. but if you read the... Uh, what is the one with Finn, Ray, and Poe? The, the, the like, almost young reading. That's the before the... Okay. Yeah, the one that just the one that gotten, came out the same day. I've gotten most of the way through the Finn story, and I'll tell you right now that that kind of doesn't work with The Force Awakens. Like, Finn's story does not entirely work with what we see in the movie. The Poe one's more interesting. Is it? Yeah. yeah, the Fen one is one is boring, but the Ray, just, one's, the Ray one's interesting too. Is, is sitting down and reading that Fen story, like it felt like an episode of Rebels. It was or yeah, and it, and it tonally it was off, and and the characterization of Finn is is very strange. Like it's aimed for a younger audience. If, so. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. Uh, but if the Fen that is in that book had been in the movie when he was asked his name, he would have said eighty seven. Uh, like yeah. they're they're little little small things where you're like, yes, they're canon, but they're not any more important. Than the Lando comic better be because the Lando comic was badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, canon is relative anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send you the article. It, it's it not as yeah. It's not like Doctor Who canon. <coughs> it's canon. What canon? J.J. Yeah. Abrams. He might just blow up this world and reboot. For all we know. Oh, stop. Here he did. Here he did. When the Emperor died. It created a rift in the timeline. And the expanded universe for the past 25 years was, was one timeline. Now it works more in the other timeline. That's how I'm justifying in my head, and fuck you. If you because I have so much crappy knowledge in my head that has now been erased that I have to hold on to it. still there, and you just know the stories from a certain point of view. I'm on the Chad wagon for that one. I'm, 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 I take pride in being a Star Wars You know the Welsh version of King Arthur. It doesn't mean that the French one wipes out all of those stories. You and your but in the books, everything goes. You and your silly Arthur. Arthur King. In the in the books, Anna and Leia do have a child that goes evil. Have a at home, right? Yeah, they do have a child that goes evil. So I mean, they have a child that goes evil in the books. Luke names his kid Ben. There are definitely echoes. Yeah, there are oh, yeah. lots. We'll, I would like to see more aliens that we'd seen in other movies. They kind of like just threw a bunch of that. Stuff. Always bugs me in a franchise <laughs> when they don't use the existing familiar like aliens and and stuff. Yeah, and they have to introduce. Few, there were a few. Uh, there should have been like, a hammerhead. Where, where, my, where my Twi'leks are? Yeah, there were some Rodians or something. They were with all, all these. Where were the Twi'leks? Uh, I know we have to real fast. I mean, they're in Rebels. And sadly, I do want to make we like, one quick statement we, we talked about earlier. That for all the hype that they had about this is going to go analog, this is going back to the old ways and all these things, this movie has so much fucking computer in it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that, 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 like, I don't know, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on them for that. Yeah. The, you know, we're going back to the old ways with really high-tech motion-captured characters. Yeah. We're going back well, to the old ways with CG X-Wings. Like, I mean, no, it's still no, computer graphics. But... I mean, they did do tons of practical stuff, but they enhanced everything. They yeah. the prequels. That's the thing. Well, they were, I know, yeah. but they, they, they were no one acted against like an Marvel. Yeah, they, they, no they did, no but that's, against, that's 15 years ago. No yeah. one acted against the stick where they put in Madeline Portman later. 
Right. Right. They, yes, but they also, in the prequels, they build over, like, 90 sets, and everyone yeah. says they just spend the whole thing in front of the green screen. No, that's a Zack Snyder movie. They spend the entire time in front of the right. green screen. Yeah. That's Sin City. They spend the entire well, time, time. I think that's just marketing. Like, they were just... It was. It was yeah. just I just, smart, I just wanted to call out. It's a little well, bit bullshit to say, like, we're going to the old ways and to have that much computer. Well, it have was computer nicer squ- than going, and to have shut giant, the fuck up fanboys. And have giant computer squid monsters that look like giant computer squid <laughs> and monsters. And on top and of Snoke that... just looked like a CGI... Okay, yeah, Snoke, the first time I saw Snoke, I was like, that was... Okay, that was the moment where I was like, shit, this could all fall apart. Yeah. The yeah. first time we saw mm-hmm. Snoke, because he looked terrible... Yeah. And then yeah. it was revealed it was a hologram, and I was like, okay, I can deal well, with that. None of this Snoke looked like garbage. There's nothing interesting about the way he looks. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks like he's been in a fire. They, like, yeah. they should have had he him looks- with, like, a like fucking deep cowl over him. Well, obscured. But I think they wanted to do something. He looks like Lord yeah. Voldemort. I mean, he's got well, this yeah, like, kind of pasty, grayish no, forehead. No, no, we don't say his name. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he who must not be named. And he's got I, some I, scarring, but yeah, it just it didn't I'm, do anything for me visually. Yeah, I'm hoping that And I'm glad he wasn't a giant. Yeah, that, that, that was I, I got scared hero. for a second. Well, giant. he could be, but I'm glad they at least showed, okay, that's a hologram. bigger. You see, after the first time I watched it, when it was revealed he was a hologram, I went, oh, God. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a little. He does look like an orc. And, no, it was. You know, yeah, it was and I really want him to be like Yoda sized when we see him. In yeah, I want him to be like like cast Peter Dinklage. And I don't know what I want. I don't know if I even want him to look he's like. Really, that. I guess he's really like a snivian. Do you guys think he's he's, he's going to look like like that's actually what he looks like? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I think there's no. going to be some some changes in what you'll maybe not like actual that, size. Yeah. But I think, no, no. Yeah, I'm not talking about size. What, I think that's what he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably. what I think he's. My my initial thought was he's a screwed up Palpatine clone. Well, and apparently there there's a lot of this that is thrown back to Macquarie art. And mm. if you look at some early concept designs for Palpatine that Macquarie did, he is not dissimilar from that. Apparently, the concept Chewbacca is somewhere in the movie, but I didn't spot him. I didn't see okay. that. He's the concept in Chewbacca is in Rebels. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. Zeb. Yes, yeah, Zeb is kind Zeb of is yeah. Really he, he absolutely is. Who is actually the original treatment of Han Solo. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm supposed to be a creature. All right. Well, I think we've uh, kind of wound down. Um, overall, I think everybody. <laughs> I'm just getting started. Give me, give, give me a <laughs> give me a soda, and I'm ready to go. We'll I, I think we've, we've yeah, covered as much as we need to for Absolutely. today. We will have a supplemental episode. Uh, I, we're not going to rate this thing. There's no point Strap in doing it. Supplemental. Everybody See, was. Did you like it or not? Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. We all, yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it, it. you know, I, I've seen it twice this weekend. I know I'm going to see it at least two more times. Yeah. I'm probably going to see it again tonight. And then I'm seeing it. I won't see it till I get back to the West Coast, but it's playing at a theater that's a four minute walk for me, and I have a whole week without the wife and the kid. So every day I'm going to wake up and be like, 10.30 is an 11 o'clock. All right. It's going to be having it on pay-per-view. Because I That's awesome. And it's going to cost me, you know, 60 bucks for that week because I'm probably going to go every day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I can't I can't wait to see it again. I still need to see it in 2D. Uh, I, mean, I, should, but it, I, it, I should be it, right. It holds, I, my, my second view was 2D, and I enjoyed it more in 2D. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like just as a movie. Yeah, as opposed well, to as as a, a with 3D, like I said, didn't bother me. I don't like the fact that it darkens the screen so much for me, yeah, and that yeah, takes right. away the experience I, no matter what. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dislike it nice. in 3D. It's just that I prefer movies not in 3D because they give me headaches, and I have to put glasses on over my glasses. Yeah. Uh, the Atlantic Station IMAX screen has a film. It, it was a little. The, the, the screen's not great. Well, it's not a real. I would love to be not a real. It's a fake IMAX. But in general, but for a new, newish screen, the screen was kind of messed up. Yeah. Well, guys, 
I think we've covered uh, a little bit enough for a show. I want to thank everybody for coming out uh, to the Phantom Zone and sitting down to have a face-to-face talk. I can't imagine how unwieldy this would have been across Skype. Not to mention the fact that Skype would have crashed 18 times with seven people on it. Uh, Sean, where can we find you online? Oh, usual places at Torch Code Lab on Twitter. Uh, If you listen to the... um, I have broken this chair three times. Uh, If you listen to the most recent episode of the Tachi Station podcast... That they just released uh, yesterday. Don't you dare give their URL. I'm not because okay. I didn't give our URL for for this podcast. Uh, but I I kind of hijacked the last eight minutes of their show. I can't imagine you doing such a thing. Go figure. Um, but I did name check Needless Things podcast on there. Um, so yeah, so I'm all over the interwebs. Gary, uh, you can find me on the Twitter as Gary underscore Mitchell Mitchell with one L. Yes, Star Trek fans, it's my real name. Uh, you can also find me on Rev. That's true. Uh, you can find me on the Revcast with Rev News for Revolution SF, and you can find me as co-runner of the American Sci-Fi Classics track at DragonCon, which Yay. I have put most of these people to use on. <laughs> Jason, find me on Twitter at Jason Fraser with a Z. With the Z. Arian, uh, I don't do the Twitters. But if you want to uh, look at pictures of food and puppies, you can find me on Instagram at, at such a lazy man, <laughs> which is true. If you, if you really want to stalk me on the Facebooks, you can, but I'm not going to add you as a friend if I don't know you, so don't. But you can follow him. How no, I've oh, been following because of... Uh, Crazy people. Incidences. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> all the ladies want the mayor of Fuck City. But it's true. Chad, we can find you many uh, places. Yeah, online, you can usually find me on RedTube. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably the easiest way to find me. How is that the first time anybody's made that? Um, <laughs> well, better than BeastTube. But uh, besides that, at uh, Chad J. Shonk on Twitter, um, my, Facebook, my Facebook fan page is the same thing. Um, I have a Tumblr, I have an Instagram, all Chad J. Shonk, all one word. And if you go to Amazon and type in my name, you can find my movie, Dakota Sky, for sale on DVD, and you can find my book, Proxy, on sale there as well. Uh, and also, since we're Star Wars related, if you go to uh, tesseraguild.com, T-E-S-S-E-R-A guild.com, I have a blog post that I put up that went up at the exact moment my screening started. That I wrote ahead of time about my thoughts about Star Wars before seeing the movie, because I didn't want the movie to influence what I said. Right. Um, and I highly recommend it. I, I, I'm proud of the article. So. Cool. And Noel. Um, and just as a side, you can also find stuff that Chad might or may not be uh, disappointed with on my site, which is <laughs> dorkdroppings.com. It's been a long time. Um, but I will say this, uh, because I went back and recently reread them again. One of my favorite things on my site, I owe to this man right here because... Um, he went to Celebration and wrote reviews from his personal perspective of all six Star Wars movies. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. It's some of the best stuff that is on my site. So I shamelessly plug him. That's right. That's right. While selflessly plugging my own site as well, uh, dorkdroppings.com. That's where you can find me. And it's on Twitter as well, right? Uh, yeah, you can find me on dorkdroppings on Twitter too. Okay. Cool, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we're done here. Woo! 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 I, I, I had made the Schwartz be with you. I had, All right, everybody, get I out. I got more shit to say. Know. 
I love each and every one of those guys. That was an amazing time. Uh, we could have easily gone on for a couple more hours. Because, uh, I mean, consider the fact we did an hour and a half on the three-minute trailer. So, uh, But I, I think we hit some good points. Uh, I, Chad, I, I just love talking to all of those guys. But Chad, man, eh, he's got his shit together, right? Like, I, I he is the Star, War, Star, Star Wars almanac. Uh, I would put him up against Steven Sansweet any day of the week. Uh, so, you guys, Luna the Puppy, I'm being quiet now because Luna the Puppy is fast asleep in the makeshift kennel that I put together for her while I was producing the rest of this thing. Uh, but she still wants you to have a Merry Christmas. I still want you to go on iTunes and Stitcher and rate Needless Things and share this podcast anywhere that you can. Uh, I, I wanted to have this up a little earlier, but it just didn't work out because Christmas has been so crazy. And now, uh, hopefully, I'm just a few minutes away from Santa's arrival and I can get this taken care of and maybe me and the missus can watch uh, He Never Died, a Henry Rollins movie that I'm super excited about that has nothing to do with Christmas. But uh, we've, we've Christmased it up quite a bit lately. We had the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show Christmas dinner yesterday that was uh, fantastic fun. And just, man, you guys, I feel great. And I hope you guys all feel great. And I hope you will join us in the new year. Uh, the very first episode of 2016 will be with my good friends Radio Cult. So come back, check that out. And remember, I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.